0: Pod Mortem would like to thank Original Cinematic for sponsoring this week's episode. Original Cinematic is an independent production company that has made it their mission to create, produce, and promote films that are inclusive, honor women, promote the LGBTQIA community, and provide prominent positions and roles to POC actors and filmmakers, and promote the films of marginalized and underrepresented populations. These are all things that are extremely important to our podcast as well.
1: Original Cinematic is proud to be a WGA signatory company, and they fully stand by the WGA, SAG, and their members in their fight for extremely reasonable standards. Accordingly, they are not accepting script or treatment submissions at this time, but both William and Xena Rush are available via email, free of charge, to discuss writing and provide input and resources to all aspiring writers. Their information will be made available in the show notes. Ahead of the strike, William Rush has individually produced numerous projects, including Coffee with Baba, Day by Day, They Slay, Before, Pack is Here, Abiquiu, The Winemaker, and Where Do You Draw the Line.
2: Two feature films, Group and Immersion, are slated for release this fall. Absolutely no picket lines will be crossed and no collective bargaining agreements will be violated in the making of either of these films. And very generously, Original Cinematic is providing all Podmortem patrons with a special link to view these films. If arrangements can be made, they will even schedule a virtual or in-person screening for our patrons. We cannot thank Original Cinematic enough for their contribution to our show and the horror community as a whole. Now, back to our regularly scheduled program. Salutations! Welcome to Pod Mortem. I'm Renee Hunter Vasquez, joined as always by my co host, my husband and my brother.
1: Hi, I'm John Paul Vasquez. Hi, I'm Travis Hunter.
2: This week, we are recording live from a crooked courthouse discussing the 1996 supernatural horror film, Thinner. This film was directed by Tom Holland with the screenplay by Holland and Michael McDowell, based off of the 1984 novel written by Stephen King under the pseudonym Richard Bachman. After multiple years of developmental arrest and numerous attempts to get this film made, it was finally released in 1996 to less than favorable reviews. Thinner remains mostly faithful to its source material, but couldn't avoid changing plot points and even the ending due to studio meddling. Regardless, this film remains a polarizing one to many horror fans. This film was requested to us by friends of the show, Brent Payne, Gory Bits, Bobby Holmes, Monster Mailman, Mr. V. Alan Johnston, and Amanda Lopez. We want to thank all of them for their support as well as for this suggestion. This film was also the winner of our September Patreon poll. So thank you to all of our patrons who participated and voted. If you want to help us pick an episode, join us over on the Patreon at patreon.com slash podmortem. So what did you guys think about Thinner the first time you saw it?
0: I don't think I have seen this in theaters. I most definitely watched this either on DVD or the TV on TNT because mm-hmm. they used to always all play shit. all the time. Yeah. Um, but I remember watching it when I was still a teenager, and I I still was like, "What the fuck's happening?" <laughs> like, uh, it's not it's not bad, bad, but it's I mean, it's all right. It's it, it's dinner, you know. It's
2: are you saying it's not bad, bad it's good, implies it's okay. that it's just regular <laughs>
1: <laughs> is that what you mean there's a,
2: yeah there's some stuff <laughs> you know it's
0: uh it's okay mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. it's dinner you know um but watching it for the show it it wasn't as bad as i remembered it uh from watching it a long time ago um there are things I did find interesting and there was other things that I was just like, all right, well, (laughs) um, but it's not too bad. I mean, it's not a bad movie. It's, it's, uh, you know, it's thinner. You're
2: struggling. Yeah. It's thinner. (laughs) A glowing recommendation piece.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So I have to be honest. I know that I've gone at this movie pretty hard on talk mortem. You both mm -hmm. have on discord. And also several more times on Talk yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, look, we watch this movie a lot as kids. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of nostalgia tied up into it. Not as much as other films that we watched in this era. Mm-hmm. All right. But I will say that it is fun. A lot of times, not for the right reasons. Yeah. But it is still fun. And I had fun watching it. I will say that it's... <laughs> I mean, the tone is weird
0: yeah right, yeah <laughs> I think maybe that's the problem I had, okay. with the tone of it
1: because I think that there are some points that i, I really want them to go more forward with the horror mm-hmm. and they kind of they have these moments that are comedic to a fault, yeah, and I don't know if they're intentionally comedic or if they're funny because I'm like, I can't believe this is what they're doing <laughs> <with this."> <laughs> <laughs> probably that, yeah, because yeah. there's quite a few of those mm-hmm. But I will say, even though I did like it more this time than I remembered liking it, because I think I rewatched it maybe a year or two ago. Yeah but I liked it more than when I watched it that time, but I will say that at the end, it kind of just completely falls apart for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like some of the choices that they make, they just feel so anticlimactic and it is, <laughs> this, it's a supernatural horror film. Yeah. yeah. And it gets solved in the weirdest means. Yeah. Then <laughs> <laughs> the weirdest things that inspire such decisions that it's like, all right, <laughs> I just don't understand. I'll give you that. <laughs> <laughs> like really? This is where we went with this? Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, one thing I will say, and we'll talk about it a little bit more as we get into the plot. Mm -hmm. I actually remembered the makeup being a lot worse than it is. And I actually thought that a lot of the work that they did is actually pretty impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was kind of surprised because in my head, like the head cannon, if you will, I always thought that one of the things that was a mark against thinner was how unconvincing the makeup was.
0: No, really? Yeah. I remember everything looking good and then watching it for the show. I was like, damn, that still looks really good.
1: Yeah. I don't know why I thought that because I was like, well, we can, that's clearly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's not, it's not as bad as I recall. Yeah. And I was actually impressed in certain scenes and some applications that held up when they absolutely shouldn't have. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, I think I just wanted more like body horror. Yeah. From this kind of a premise. Mm-hmm. And I wanted more. Subtext, because uh, no pun, but it, it's a little thin. Yeah. <laughs> very good.
2: <laughs> um, You talked about uh pretty much shit-talking this <laughs> on Talk Morning, both of y'all have, mm-hmm. and on the other side of the fence, I was the cheerleader. Yeah. It's funny because I, like you said, T, we watch this a lot as kids, and you said John Paul is on TV all the time when they oh, do yeah. the Halloween marathons. If it is on TV, it's on I'm turning it on I'm gonna watch thinner mm-hmm. I always loved this when I was younger I got older and read the book I really liked the book um so imagine my surprise in 2020 when we start a little podcast
3: <laughs> and I
2: find out that people did not like this <laughs> <laughs> because I
3: thought
2: everybody was on the same page as me yeah. and I think T was like oh that that was not good and I was like <laughs> people don't like thinner like i i couldn't believe it yeah. and then even looking doing my research for this and looking at the reviews and looking at like the rotten tomato squirt like oh, it's yeah. very very poor i think it's
0: got like what uh 17 17 and? 19 something yeah. like that
2: something unbelievable Wait, to me
1: you mean to yeah. tell me the beloved horror classic th- then I know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> i'm as shocked as you are yeah no but <laughs> it sounds funny but i clu- i i genuinely had no idea that this was a film that people felt negatively about at all. So, um, that was a lot to process and
0: (laughs) I know we go hard on it and it's not it's not that bad but really looking at it I think you hit the nail on the head T it is tones of the movie and I
2: I will give you that watching it now we've always said that this show does make us look at movies differently Mm -hmm. and this is one that is heavily influenced by my opinion when I was younger and at a certain age, you kind of just accept what you're watching and you're like, wow, that was fucking crazy. You're not like, well, why'd they do that? You just accept the story as the story that yeah. you're being told. So watching it now, toward the end, I'm like, really? <laughs> 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 that was that was interesting. I mean, that was an odd choice. Yeah. Um, the ending ending, I'm not mad at the thing that sets the the domino effect into motion to get us to that ending is a little suspect. <laughs> I will give you that.
1: I will say I, I don't like the ending ending only because of the motivations of these characters. Yeah.
2: It is I, a little I, muddy. I, <laughs> I'll give you that. And, you know, there are some differences between the book and the movie that we'll kind of get into. But I'll give you that. There are a couple things. For this movie being so short, some things could have been fleshed out more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There are fates that are implied that, you know, you kind of, know where it's going there are fates that are just neglected to be addressed that were addressed in the book and then they don't you know
1: and i know we talked off mic about a lot of um reshoots from yes the test audiences yes mm-hmm. like it's it's a lot of shifting things
2: mm-hmm. um But overall, I still like this. I mean, it's not, I'm not going to be like, there's a 10 or anything like that. But I will watch this again when it's October and they're doing their little Stephen King marathons. I will be throwing it on the TV. I still think that it's fun. I think it uses some ignorant language that in 1996 people thought were okay that we know now is not okay. I obviously will not be using that language. But the things that didn't age properly aside, I still think, I still like this and people talking, uh, reading reviews and stuff for this. People talked a lot of shit about the prosthetics, about the makeup. Which again, I'm like, am I looking at this wrong? Because yeah. this does not look. Even now in 2023, this does not look bad to me. No,
1: I didn't think so. I think what it is is you. You don't see the blending lines of yeah. Um, prosthetic the adhesion of it yeah yeah and that's kind of what i expected i I thought it would be like a man in a mask or something yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) they wear the t-shirt to hide the scene
2: yeah (laughs) a turtleneck yeah that's how people
1: it really is talking about it yeah or
2: we're talking about it whatever but I will say, as a kid, I was like, I can't believe that this man, this actor, yeah. <laughs> went through this fucking transformation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Give him all the awards.
1: You know, Christian Bale learned everything he knew. Yeah. Yeah. From, yeah, from this From man, this performance.
2: From dinner. Um,
0: well, he did go through some transformations. He did. Just not. He did. Just that not kind. This. Yeah.
1: yeah.
3: yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> kind of talking about, you know, how this film came to be. I guess we can start at the top with, um, you know, me, the book. Um, I... Read an interview with Stephen King where he said that he went to the doctor, and the doc. I think he said he was two fifty six, mm-hmm. which again, the way that this character is portrayed in the film and mm-hmm. the number on the scale, kind of made me sick to my stomach. <laughs> if I'm being honest, because it's like, whatever. Um, we're we're doing a lot, but he said he was two fifty six. I think in the novel, um, the character starts like two forty nine or something. Okay. Like. I was like, really? And everybody's yeah. like, "Whoa, my God, Billy!" It's like, dude. But anyway, um, <laughs> uh, his doctor told him that he had entered heart attack country, and that he needed to stop smoking and he needed to lose weight. Okay. And so, I guess over the like next month or so, he start he is struggling quitting smoking. He is losing weight, and he said that he kind of felt resentful that he was being made to do this because when he started losing weight, he realized that he didn't really want to, Hmm. that like he kind of liked it. And so he was like, what if I wrote a story about somebody who couldn't stop? And so that's where, again, Stephen King can, you know, the old joke, look at a fucking lamp yeah. and he's going to think of something. But by this point, he had he was writing under the the Richard Bachman pseudonym mm-hmm. and he had already done Rage, The Long Walk, Roadwork and The Running Man. And this was the fifth one. So there was a but just a, a bookseller, a guy that worked in a bookstore um, in 1985 his name was Steve Brown and he had read all of Stephen King's novels and he had read all of Richard Bachman's novels and he's like he's biting his style he's copying Stephen King he's <laughs> pissed he's furious <laughs> they said that he had contacted the publisher he had written a letter to Stephen King he had contacted his agent like yeah. he was like this
0: guy's fucking silly.
2: <laughs> like he was mad so this man goes to the Library of Congress and oh. looks up the the trademark or copyright or whatever of these books and saw that they were copyrighted under Stephen King's name.
1: Okay, here's the thing. That was Stephen King's mistake. <laughs> yeah.
2: <no laughs> shit, He's like, yeah. surely <laughs> no one is going to look under it. <laughs> Not one person. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he wrote a letter to Stephen King. I've heard various ways that this is, you know, this gotcha moment happened, but I'm just going to go with the interview that I watched Stephen King's story on mm-hmm. it. Um, and he said that he wrote him a letter And Stephen King called him back And was like write, write whatever you want to write Print it He was like it's over Like it's done <laughs> So because even in the book jacket Like it's a picture of somebody else It's his it, And again some people were like It was the gardener It was the insurance agent yeah. Stephen King said it was I think his agent's uh, Friend who was like a, a tire guy You know what though <laughs>
0: His Hold name on. was Richard Manuel I'll give you that Yeah Because it what would it be like if this whole time you wrote all these books and it's just Stephen King with the fake mustache, <laughs> no glasses, he dyed his hair, he's got a, a wig on. He mm-hmm. Chris Gaines
2: Yeah, that. and everybody's yeah. like, damn, that dude is a good writer. Yeah. You can't tell? It's yeah. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, he's Clark Kenting you. And but,
1: I got to give it to him. Honestly, that's a very gutsy thing to do. Yeah. yeah. When you've reached that level of fame yes. and adoration Yeah. to say, what am I good or am I Stephen yes, King? And yeah. you, got, you got
2: to respect that.
1: And to give it a shot. And yeah. and,
2: and, and there's, you know, hold on. Cause there's <laughs> something about that that he said too. Oh God. But um, yeah. And he said that the guy that whose picture they used said that family and friends were calling him and being like, this dude looks just like, him. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it was over. The cat was out of the bag at that point. And mm. he said that thinner had sold 25,000. Mm-hmm. And when it was, not Richard Bachman's thinner. Stephen King's thinner sold 250000 right? Oh, wow. wow. So, I mean, that kind of...
1: Yeah, you know, it was a fun experiment. It was a fun
2: experiment while it lasted. I'm like, dude, shut up! (laughs) Just read and mind your own business. You went
1: to the library of Congress. (laughs) That's a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Did you get a hold of the nerd? I mean, pardon me. (laughs) (laughs) He was trying to defend Stephen. He was. He was.
2: (laughs) In in all (laughs) honesty,
1: that's that's the biggest fan yeah absolutely oh, yeah. Cool, yeah and
2: then i read that he was working on misery when all this happened mm. misery was gonna be a bachman book and what? he was like yeah it's yeah. over so it's- he's like
1: i'm gonna put this guy in a book
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> what was your name <laughs> but uh <laughs> danny Wills. Um, <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> <I> bet. <laughs> um so they were talking about making this into a movie all the way back when, and it's funny, because we just did Cat's Eye, and that kind of led us into Maximum Overdrive. And it was during Maximum Overdrive that Dino De Laurentiis was talking about doing this. Mm. And attached to direct was Sam Raimi.
1: No shit. This?
2: This. Okay. And he turned it down to do Evil Dead 2. Well,
0: well I I'm mean, glad. You, yeah, he... you can't fault him for that. Well, no. I no, can't, yeah. but
2: I still feel like, what w- what movie would that have been? Uh, Better... Th- no, 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 no. <laughs> hey hold on because i gotta tell you what this director did mm. you you don't want to uh, eat yeah. your words in a oh, second oh it's okay we all we all do bad stuff <laughs>
1: and words are delicious i don't know yeah.
2: <laughs> so afterwards it went to tom holland who did fright night and child's play
0: okay those are both good movies they are
2: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs>
1: he also did the langoliers
2: <laughs> he did the langoliers yes
1: which i don't know about that have you not seen uh-huh. that? I've not seen that.
2: I've seen clips from it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Is it uh, So. Um, well. It's go on. not child's well, play. Okay.
0: Yeah.
2: At all. No, um, yeah. But he did the screenplay with Michael McDowell, who I was doing a deep dive on his IMDb and was just beyond impressed. Um, he, first of all, we'll get this out of the way. He did the novelization for Clue. Mm. Okay. Very exciting. He did work on um, The Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, all right. Beetlejuice. Hell yeah. Tales from the Dark Side. Very nice. Tales from the Crypt. Damn. Alfred Hitchcock Presents.
1: Jeez.
2: I was very blown away. No, that's yeah. amazing. That, yes. That's a
1: great little list. Yes. Yeah. I remember us talking about him on episode six.
2: That's wild. And yeah. kind of being
1: blown away by all of his credits. Which shows that how much
2: I listened to what we say. Because no. I was like, what? Wow, a long time ago. <laughs> I've <laughs> yeah. never heard of this man in my life.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's because I said it. It <laughs> <laughs> doesn't register.
2: Shut up. Um, <laughs> but no, <laughs> they worked on the screenplay, but I read that it was rewritten over 10 times to get The green light. God to damn. move forward
1: see and that makes sense to me because i like his style of writing yeah and i like his humor and i feel like there's some of like lacking here yeah, yeah. it was
2: it was chopped up a lot it
1: makes more like sense. a lot and then even
2: after it was approved like we were saying earlier a lot of it had to be changed mm-hmm. so i mean it's it's kind of a bummer it's one of those instances where it's like just let them cook let's see what they come up with mm-hmm. and they were robbed of that so i you know it, it's a bummer but yeah um There was a lot of of, uh, pressure from the producers. I did read uh, an instance where Tom Holland had come down with Bell's palsy and they insisted that he stay and finish what they were doing. So because he took so long to get to a doctor, it took him a year and a half to recover. Oh, my God. So, yeah. I mean, just shit like that where it's like, what? What was going on? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, He's
1: speechless. (laughs) I'm just flabbergasted. Yeah.
2: Holy shit. But. I mean, uh, but eventually we got this, you know? Oh,
0: well. (laughs) (laughs) Right now we're here. Yes.
2: (laughs) Now, before we curse this film, we would like to show a warning for spoilers. Podmore was a very in-depth podcast, and in thoroughly discussing horror films, we have no choice but to spoil a thing or two. If you don't wish to be spoiled, please go watch the film, then come back and enjoy the show. If you've already seen the film or don't care about spoilers, then let's weigh in. The film opens with the shot of a vehicle driving toward us through a thick fog. There's tense music playing as the credits and title card appear and the car comes closer. Once it does, we see that it's followed by several more. The convoy makes its way down the road, not bothering to stop at a stop sign until they enter the town of Fairview, which... Is a little funny because that's the name of the town where Desperate Housewives takes place.
1: (laughs) So funny for you. Yeah. Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Funny for only me. Um, But the music mounts as they go past a house that we will learn belongs to the Halleck family.
1: So I did want to talk about this little intro, I guess. Mm -hmm. I really loved the cars. I love the procession and the fog and the music. Yeah. And so I wanted to see who did the music, and I saw that the music was done by Daniel Licht, who did most of the music for Dexter.
0: Oh, okay. Okay.
2: I was like, I know I've seen that name on credits a lot. Like a lot.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But he does a great job here. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Inside, standing at his bedroom window, Billy Halleck, played by Robert John Burke, marvels at the caravan passing his house. He heads downstairs and stands outside the bathroom, eyeing the scale inside. He steps in and closes the door before removing his shoes, watch, and money clip.
1: I did want to point out that in his money clip is a fifty dollars bill. Who is carrying <laughs>
2: this? I Lots talk of people. about it. I yeah. don't. Know. I don't yeah. get it. I don't either. I hate fifties. Yeah, we've, we've. This is. A, probably a talk mortem conversation, but we have had this conversation. <laughs> I know we We're have quite but, often. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But he steps on the scale and lets out a long sigh when it settles at 300 pounds.
1: So I did want to talk about the makeup and the bodysuits that were designed for this film. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The makeup was headed by a guy called Greg Canham, who I think at the time of this film had already won two Academy Awards. Oh, wow. But he would go on to win four total. Um, at this point, he had recently worked on and won the Academy Award for Bram Stoker's Dracula oh. okay. and Mrs. Doubtfire.
0: Oh, very Hell nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> so and this, you can see the overlap. Right, right. But um, it was very interesting on this feature. Eddie was talking about working at his studio in Los Angeles mm-hmm. and then having to ship everything to Maine, which is where they filmed this. And so he's working on things in his studio and he FedExes them to the set, (laughs) gets on a plane, and then meets his things there.
0: (laughs) Is he trying to beat him there? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) He's like, it was a race every day.
1: (laughs) But um, he had, I think it was about 20 people working on sculptings and working on all of these different aspects of these makeups. Mm -hmm. And Robert John Burke, he would sit in a chair at the beginning of every day. Tom Holland on commentary said they would lose half a day to makeup every day. I bet.
0: Damn.
1: And it's wild when you think of it like that. Yeah. Especially for a production schedule. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But um, and there's another character who sat in the makeup chair for a very long time that I didn't even realize was makeup until I was an adult. Yeah. I was like, no shit. Yeah. yeah. But that just proves how good the makeup is. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's like, stop talking shit about this makeup, <laughs> <laughs> people on the internet.
1: <laughs> but um, <laughs> they worked
2: really hard. They did
1: uh they did i think in this scene he's wearing a bodysuit in another scene he's wearing up to 60 pounds of makeup Ooh. but um the bodysuits were designed by a woman called linda Nataro. uh she would go on to work on hannibal blade and the dark knight oh, oh nice. and she also worked on mrs doubtfire
2: hell yeah <laughs>
1: That's what matters.
2: Yes. Yeah, <laughs> but most importantly.
1: But uh, she, I think they said they created 12 different uh, suits, and they all each had these packets at the front that you could switch out different weights Mm -hmm. so that you could change you know not to give a lot of weight yeah Yeah, yeah. but um say a size 52 to a size 50 yeah you don't need a different suit you need right right, just a slight modification I,
2: i really appreciate how smart that is because that's one of my favorite things about the makeup in this is how gradual they that it you know,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. no, yeah. no, <laughs> we you know yeah no yeah we can't
2: don't look at the title of the film no
1: no no, no, no. <laughs> doesn't matter doesn't matter yeah but um it did provide for those smooth transitions yeah and when you're thinking about carrying all this weight in a suit around uh, they put cooling systems throughout the suit. Wow, that's that's great. Yeah,
0: because I have a weighted vest that I used to work out, and that motherfucker is heavy. Yeah, I can imagine no. this dude doing that. Burke, and then the whole time on set sweating his fucking ass off. Yes, and then having to act. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like,
2: no.
1: And that there, it's 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 positive and negative for me with this. Yeah, because Burke said it was obviously difficult. He said it was like walking around with like a sleeping bag like tied around God. you. Oof. Because it's like um, constricting. Yeah. yeah. But at the same time, it also limited his facial movements. Yeah. And so he said that he had to act and show facial expressions like 90% more. Okay. And so, so that they come through. Exactly. Yeah. Through the makeup. And so there's a scene already when it starts and he sees the number on the scale, his face, it almost gives a cartoony reaction. Yeah. Yeah. Because he has to overact mm-hmm. to compensate for the makeup. Well, I right, felt right. like that
2: was played Damn. for humor
1: yeah but Cause it's he's like whoo yeah
2: like you know because again i mean i don't know the 90s were wild the they 80s were. too when this was written with the the fat phobia and whatnot mm-hmm. it's uh it, it comes through in this film yeah, <laughs> yeah. pretty um uh,
1: pretty blatant egregious mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> <laughs> But Billy goes into the kitchen and looks woefully at the smoothie being prepared by his wife, Heidi Halleck, played by Lucinda Jenny. Now, I was looking at Lucinda Jenny's IMDb Mm -hmm. literally, I don't know, half an hour before we sat down to record. And I was very surprised to learn that since... Valentine's Day of twenty seventeen. She has been married to Bill Mosley. No shit. <laughs> Otis Driftwood yeah. himself. Dr- I'm, so I'm stuttering. i so, so surprised. <laughs> Driftwood. Driftwood. Drift I, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. And that, that was is
1: cool. Valentine's Day is very, very beautiful. It yeah. is.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you for the It's sweet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I thought that was wild. But Billy asks if he really has to drink it, and she firmly tells him yes pouring the smoothie from the blender and into a glass before handing it over. She heads over to her state-of-the-art computer on the counter and asks for his weight. (laughs) He gives her a little fib, saying that he's at 297, and Heidi reacts with disappointment, reminding him that he was at 297 last week.
1: I think that was one of the computers that helped with the moon landing.
2: Yeah, I was gonna say, <laughs> I was like, "Holy what the shit!" Fuck?
1: It takes up the that? whole kitchen. Yeah, wall. <laughs> 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 it's just smoke spewing from it.
2: <laughs> she's like two ninety one papers printing out
1: <laughs> incessantly. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but eyeing his smoothie with disdain, Billy says that it takes time for these diets to work. He takes a drink and grimaces, asking what she's doing to him. Their daughter, Linda Halleck, played by Bethany Joy Lins, comes in, wearing headphones and bidding them good morning. Heidi takes her daughter's headphones off to reply that she's only doing what he wanted her to do in the backseat of his dad's car, proving her love. <laughs> now, you could have left the headphones on before, yeah, you're before like, you are like, remember that- when you were trying to get me to fuck back yeah. It's All like right. you, you know... Hi yeah, me.
0: say it then take it and up. then take yeah, that i off.
2: promise you linda does not want to hear that
1: no i don't want to hear that nay <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> i'm sorry i'm sorry <laughs> i'm <laughs> gonna reel it in because it gets worse
0: <laughs> pick, pick your spot no, man, I'm, 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 i'll wait i'll wait um you, I, you know what i'm gonna say hmm. this little girl looks n- l- not like any one of these she, parents she doesn't at all but you know but i i it i've i've i know i've said it before i i for some reason cannot understand why you don't try to make these kids look like the par- the actors that you're having them play their parents
2: cuz sometimes like it's spot on no, and other I, times it's just like all right No, it's like <laughs> oh you
0: did a great job I see why you know what i mean yeah, yeah. You're perfect but it's it kind of takes me out of believing what I'm seeing when that's going on there.
1: Right. Well, for the lack of character development, she's probably adopted. That's,
2: I mean, she could for all, for all, know, all we yeah. know. Who knows? That's true. We really get nothing. We really get nothing. No. Like, a little bit later on, but still, she's very much in the background. Yeah. When shit starts to get hairy, they're like, "We got to get Linda out yep. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> On the <cool. laughs> So yeah,
1: <laughs> you know, you know, she gets the like um, sitcom kid away at yes. col- away at college treatment. Yeah, yeah. Like, or when
2: it's like th- we only have kids when it's important to the plot. Yes. like Wilbur and Nipduck. <laughs> oh my god! So many times I was like, "Where's Wilbur?" Right now, <laughs> who is watching somewhere. Wilbur? somewhere? <laughs> Where's Annie? What is going on? <laughs> But putting her feet on the table, Linda asks her father if he's going to New Haven to get Mr. Mafia off today. Pushing her daughter's feet off of the table, Heidi tells her not to call him that because it's bad enough that Billy is defending him. Doing her best Brando impression, Linda remarks that this is not justice. But Billy counters that if she keeps it up, he's going to take her video card away like oh shit shit. he's not fucking (laughs) playing
1: so is this video card like blockbuster yeah okay it's not he's gonna he's not gonna tear apart her computer (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna wreck that (laughs) giant laptop (laughs) upstairs um i will say first of all the brand new impressions are very funny yeah but they're all right
2: (laughs) i thought they were cute
1: i um and it kind of sells a little bit of their relationship Mm -hmm. yes um but i did realize just now uh, even through the you know joking and your uh perverted uh thing that you said um (laughs) the backseat of the father's car bit yeah foreshadowing yeah
2: Yeah. Okay. Good catch. All right. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Mm -mm. Thanks, guys. (laughs) (laughs) But Linda calls his bluff about the video card, and Billy invites her to try him, giving his best Brando impression. Heidi is not amused by any of this, but says that she's glad they find it so funny. Billy says that he wouldn't have taken on the case at all if he wasn't completely convinced of the defendant's innocence. Heidi half-heartedly accepts this, but the morning is interrupted with the honking of a horn outside. Linda stops drinking from her full glass of juice and gives one more Brando impression to her father before kissing him and telling him goodbye.
1: I know this is one of your biggest it pet paces, peeves. It pisses me off. Just of all time. Yeah. This uh, ungrateful children at breakfast. Yeah.
2: She <laughs> prepares the meal. We take a bite of the corner of toast and then, gotta go, mom. <laughs> it's like, no, sit your fucking ass down. <laughs> like, it, it drives me nuts. <laughs> But Billy looks over at Heidi as he tries to choke down more of his smoothie. We cut to Billy in the middle of court, calling someone named Max Duganfield to the stand. The prosecutor, played by Time Winters, immediately objects to this on the grounds that the defendant is charged with putting a hit on Max Duganfield. Judge Phillips, played by Howard Erskine, asks Billy if he's absolutely sure he wants him to testify, and Billy doubles down that if Max Duganfield truly feels that his client paid 40000 to have him killed, he wants to hear him say it in open court.
1: I just want to say very quickly, first of all, what a cool name Time Winters is.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. That was right. like,
1: what? Yeah. No. It's really cool. Incredible. Um, I did hear on commentary that this was filmed in a real courthouse in Maine.
2: Oh, cool. Oh, nice.
1: They were talking, I guess, apparently this is one of the places that Teddy Roosevelt campaigned. What fuck? the Fuck. Yeah. So they like went through a lot of like history and stuff whenever yeah. they were there. So it's pretty cool. Oh, that yeah. is cool.
2: We see Billy's client, Richie Janelli, aka Mr. Mafia, aka fat. Tony, played by joe montagna watching pensively um i this is gonna sound stupid i already know that before i say it but he sounds just like himself like he doesn't (laughs) change his voice at all to do fat tony And so it was, I was just, it made me happy just hearing him talk.
0: (laughs) Did you think he was Fat Tony?
2: Yeah. Like, oh
1: my God, the Simpsons are here? (laughs) (laughs) All of them. Wait, Springfield's in Maine? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that. (laughs) Uh, No, but he literally, that was the only note that I had. I was like, he sounds exactly like Fat Tony. Yeah. Yeah. No change.
2: Because it's like, you know, sometimes people change their voices, but that's just him talking.
0: (laughs) I do love him on there, but I know him from... So much everything else.
2: I was <laughs> like, It's Fat Tony and John Paul was like, You know he was in other things, right? I'm like, Yeah, I know, but he's fat Tony.
0: <laughs> Well, he's in airheads, he's in searching for Bobby Fisher, Baby's Day Out. Like <gasps> he Baby's did he did do other stuff, but he's great
1: as Fat Tony. Yeah, oh yeah. Right? but
2: most importantly mm-hmm. it's Fat Tony.
1: It's leading the pack.
2: Yeah <laughs> 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 Anyway. The judge calls Max Duganfield to the stand and the sentiment is echoed by the bailiff played by Terrence Garmy. Janelle quietly asks Billy what the hell he's doing, but Billy reminds him about a detective agency that he mentioned earlier. Janelli starts to catch on and Billy confirms that he's pulling his ass out of the fire.
1: I just want to say, I'm sure as a defense attorney, the best thing, the best course of action is to shock your client with. Yeah. Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) What the the fuck are you doing? (laughs) In the middle of court. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta give him the old razzle dazzle. Mm -hmm. Max Duganfield, played by Jeffrey Ware, is sworn in by the court clerk, played by Randy Jergensen, and takes a seat after swearing to God to tell the truth and stating his name for the record. Billy begins his examination by asking if there is anyone else who would want to take him out. He asks if there's ever been a price on his head before this situation. Duganfield starts to admit that something happened three years ago, but Billy interrupts him before he can finish his sentence, asking who put a hit on him three years ago. You really shouldn't be interrupting. I'm surprised the judge allowed this. One. <laughs> well,
1: I'm not. Well, okay. Yeah.
2: <laughs> okay, I'm surprised. Um, no, but the prosecutor is like, hold, hold yeah. on. Well, he's like, there goes my whole case. <laughs> yeah.
1: He's crying right now. He's not even paying attention. <laughs> <laughs>
2: The prosecutor immediately jumps to his feet with an objection, but the judge overrules it. Duganfield answers with a chuckle that it was his wife because she got feisty this one time. Maybe it was PMS. You know how they get. I was like, oh, just keep digging that hole. Yeah.
1: (laughs) yeah. The jury's like, fuck this guy. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Fuck you. I want him dead. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Who do I call? (laughs) But Janelli is literally laughing at his table as the jury reacts poorly to Duganfield. But Duganfield continues that there was a matter of some money. The prosecutor tries to get the judge's attention, but it's too late. Duganfield closes up by nodding that now that his wife has gone through the change, everything is beautiful.
1: Is this really where it ends? Like, isn't that a weird way to... That's the end of the case. Yeah. Yeah.
2: (laughs) The judge is like, get the fuck (laughs) out of here. (laughs) Clean that
1: seat. (laughs)
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Fucking scumbag.
2: <laughs> we immediately cut to a boat where Billy is being given a hero's feast, served by Mama Janelli, played by Antoinette Schwartzberg. Janelli thanks his mother as she walks away before offering a sincere thank you to Billy. They clink glasses, and Billy says that he was only doing his job, but Janelli disagrees. He says that he owes him one. He sits next to Billy and says that he knows he had to lobby to even take this case, and he promises that even after he's done paying Billy's firm a fortune, he's still going to owe him big time. He smacks a big kiss on Billy's cheek. See how happy he is? That's that's act, happiness we we've all talked about your uh, childhood dream to be a crooked that, that, i was like i so shed this a did made me, oh yeah <laughs> this like, did uh, make
0: me think of you it's
1: like you did good it's like, yeah. <laughs> that, that was seriously the purest smile i've ever seen yeah. oh no yeah <laughs> oh really man happy. i did have a couple notes on this scene one for <laughs> the actor because every single time he eats in this film he eats so much. Yeah. And I can't even imagine the difficulty being an actor and having to do this for x number of takes. Yeah. I bet he had a bucket. Uh, oh. a
2: lot of actors do. They like do. Under them? Yeah.
1: Well, <laughs> <laughs> he's like send it through. Yeah. <laughs>
2: that's <laughs>
1: <laughs> Um that's disgusting. You
2: don't see him from the least. <laughs> <down>.
1: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> he's like Brando, he's like don't yeah. <laughs>
2: speaking of brando uh, look away yeah.
1: <laughs> i can't do it if you're watching but uh, <laughs> the other thing was that he kisses him on the cheek and he goes manja to eat yeah. yeah but the subtitle said come on
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my god didn't say, <laughs> yeah.
1: didn't say that and
2: they'd been doing so well with the italian
1: yeah, yeah.
2: hbo call me <laughs> we'll, we'll fix this this is gonna be
1: a weekly thing
2: yeah it is um <laughs> <laughs> just trying to get captioning oh yeah. <laughs> no, but I'm glad that you brought that up because that's something I bring up in a minute. Is again with this like I don't know fat phobic rhetoric. I know that we are presenting Billy as a, a a certain dude who has certain compulsions when it comes to food, but he's eating in every single scene mm-hmm. before the plot kind of takes over, and it's like gratuitous. It's it, I was like, come on, like it's a lot. It is. And yeah. I know
1: I, it's it's all a matter of what they're trying to present. Yes. Yeah. But it, it it's, it's a like, lot. Jesus yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> But Billy returns back to work to find that the caravan has set up a fair across the street from his office. Gabe Limke, played by Terrence Kava, is twirling fire and inviting people to come watch. Gina Limke, played by Kari Wurr, hits a bullseye on a target with her slingshot and screams in celebration. Gabe blows a stream of fire up into the sky as Billy gets out of his car, clutching a nearly empty bag of Doritos. Again, he just left this hero's feast he's eating Doritos in the car
1: it was surprising to me that they went with this design for the bag of Doritos in the 90s
2: I I was like oh
0: my god (laughs) 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 the fair looked great though it did that looks fun it It looked looked really fun yeah
1: and I know they're probably breaking the law but just let him do it
2: yeah they're not the kids were having fun she was teaching the kids how to slingshot I mean everybody was happy yeah except one fucking pretty racist (laughs) piece of shit (laughs) that walks up in a little bit
1: dude he I was up. like, yeah. oh my God. Like, take him away. <laughs> yeah, no, <shut> <laughs> slap the cuffs on this asshole.
2: <laughs> but with a smile, Billy looks over at the festivities, specifically at Gina, who is helping a child line up their shot with the target. A woman, played by Adriana Delphine, hands him a flyer advertising the fair. As he chews on his chips, she invites him to try the best since he's already tried the rest. Billy smiles at her as she walks off and looks back over at Gina, who squeals after hitting another bullseye. She invites everyone to come and watch, boasting that it's so much fun, but Billy has to head into the building. Inside, he climbs the stairs, and when he arrives on his office floor, he is breathing heavily. Billy's secretary, played by Ruth Miller, applauds him for making it and tells him that people are coming this afternoon to fix the elevator. She hands him his mail, congratulating him for making the news. Kurt Pinchley, played by Walter Bobby, makes his way over, congratulating Billy again on winning and revealing that he didn't think it was possible. Billy snidely tells him that without faith, good deeds are dead. He is still struggling to breathe from his trip up the stairs, and Kirk advises him to lose a few pounds.
1: I was a little shocked at his candidness. Yeah. Yeah. Like.
2: He gets this constantly he yeah. does
1: all of his colleagues are dicks dude. i'm like yeah. what the fuck <laughs> i mean they do help him out pretty big later but- yeah. <laughs> yeah, when,
0: the chi- <laughs> when the <laughs> chips are down they
1: yeah. show up it's like we're gonna make fun of you constantly but yeah. <laughs> when you need me but when yeah. you really need us
2: <laughs> but he pushes billy toward a window asking if he's looked across the street this morning he pulls open the slats and the blinds to reveal Gina across the street. Kirk describes her as a piece of ass and asks if Billy saw her. Billy asks how he could miss her. Kirk tells Billy to give Gina a quarter and tell her to raise her skirt. And Billy asks if Kirk's prick ever left the sixth grade and Kirk is like, well, I hope not. I was like, what does that mean? <laughs> yeah, what What does that what? mean? I'm concerned. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> That's not giving what you think it is. But Gina turns and looks in their direction and Kirk freezes. Billy teases him, asking if he's worried that she heard him. Abruptly, he tells Kirk that he's taking the rest of the afternoon off. I was like, oh, okay.
1: That was a big case. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah, she heard you. I'm going to go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Bye.
1: You can deal with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: He tells Kirk to wish him a good afternoon and Kirk obeys. Billy starts to leave and Kirk stops him, reminding him to not forget about the club tonight. Billy waves this off and eats some more snacks on his way out. Alone now, Kirk returns to the window. Billy steps back out onto the street to immediately be approached by Judge Kerry Rossington, played by John Horton. And John Horton also played a judge in uh, Shawshank Redemption. That's right. right. Yeah, Yeah, I was like, oh shit. But Rossington is complaining, looking at some cops confronting Gabe and the other participants of the fair across the street. He wants to know what's taking them so long to get them out of there. Billy is not concerned, changing the subject to thank the judge for turning him on to the detective agency because they helped win the case this morning. Judge Rossington is concerned, though, saying that they've been invaded by the group across the street, even going so far as to call them filthy and thieving. Billy disagrees though, offering that they bring a little fun with them, but the judge doubles down, saying that all they bring is disease, crime, and sex, asking, What kind of fun is that?
0: Man, shut your old bitch ass up. I Get mean, out of here, dude. What's I was wrong like, with This you? dude
2: is so full. Like, he's just. Yeah, I mean, just like God, on, on main. Like, not even. Yeah. I was appalled. It's wild. Yeah. But Billy spots an older man with long hair helping an elderly lady, Suzanne Limpke, played by Irma St. Paul, into the car. This is Tadzu Limpke, played by Michael Constantine. Rossington identifies him as their chief. Chief Duncan Hopley, played by Daniel Von Bargen, runs over.
1: Every time I watch this film, I forget Kay Uger. Yes. Like, and he's great. Oh, yeah. He really is.
2: And we talked in the faculty about how much we like him.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Pretty underrated character actor. Yeah. He was in Robocop three.
0: He, he, he's another person who does stuff. He was in super troopers. Fucking. He was fantastic. Oh, yeah. And Malcolm (laughs) in the Middle. Yes. Yes, he was. He was so funny.
1: (laughs) I just, um, for some reason, every time I watch it, I'm surprised to see him. Yeah. Yeah. My childhood brain always casts John Lithgow in this role. Okay,
0: see, for me, John Lithgow was Billy. Really? Yeah, I don't know why when I was (laughs) younger, I thought that's who it was, and then... When I got older and I watched it and I was like, "Oh no, that's not him."
2: I'm uh, the <laughs> the fact that y'all both thought <laughs> y'all both wrongly thought that John Lithgow was in this and thought he was different people <laughs> is a little cuz when he said that my mouth kind of dropped cuz he was like, "I remember John Lithgow being in this." He said that the other day.
1: That's wild. Yeah. You know, honestly, <laughs> that is it, so fucking weird. It would have been crazy if you're like, "Well, I looked it up and he was supposed to play both roles." Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were going to be twins. <laughs> But Rossington praises that they're finally leaving and comments good riddance. But Hopley says not quite. They've rented land out at someone named Lars Ancaster's farm. Billy reminds Rossington that he can't drive them off of private property. But the judge asserts that he can, alleging that the high school football team will all come down with an STI and there will be dogfights since that's how they make their money. The next thing I wrote is. Judge is racist. Yeah, what the fuck, I was like, dude. what the fuck? Don't you have work to do? Yeah, no, no shit. Apparently, don't you have shit to cover up, <laughs> Judge? <laughs> but he walks away with Hopley, still ranting and raving. Billy just smiles as he sees Gina loading furniture up into a vehicle. He opens his car door, but stops to look back at her once more. She makes eye contact with him and smiles, seductively opening her vest to pull a quarter out of her bra. I would be like, Fuck. yeah oh yeah and I, I just want to
1: point out that his reaction to <laughs>
2: his reaction to this makes me bust out laughing every
1: single time yeah. because yeah. he sees her do this and then he's, she's seductively uh yeah, yeah. leaning down and he kind of looks around like "Yeah, nice day we're having it yeah. <laughs> right me yeah it's like yeah. what it's like dude this is crazy this is exactly yeah. what, what you were talking about, about. <laughs> he's like yes ma'am i don't uh, don't understand why you're doing this but
2: it's like dude it was the last conversation you had before the racist (laughs) one (laughs) but finally she waves it at him playfully and billy looks sheepishly up at the window where he had watched her with kirk a look of of embarrassment finally (laughs) hitting his face Gina dances as she raises her skirt, exposing her underwear. As she drops it back down, she offers him a smile and a cheeky wink. This is the part that made me laugh because Billy's like, nah. He smiles back at her, like, right? He's like, still got it. (laughs) (laughs) But Gina's face quickly changes into a look of anger as she offers him her middle finger abruptly and spits at him. The smile drops from Billy's face and Gina walks away, closing up the back of the van and glancing at him one more time with disgust. I'd be like, no, it was Kirk Pinch. (laughs) I didn't say that. (laughs) I
0: don't think that's a good sign, bro. Uh,
1: No,
2: No, 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 no,
1: no, no. Here's the thing for me. There's two things, actually. The first one is that from here on out, uh, I'm terrified because that's a clear demonstration of a supernatural ability. Yeah. yeah. Like, you had no way of hearing any of that.
0: Yeah, yeah. there's no way.
1: At all. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. number one. But number two is that I would think as a viewer of this film mm. that from this point forward, Gina's going to demonstrate, you know, some supernatural abilities. Right, right. Um, there comes a point in the film that I'm like, this is egregious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how, how much she doesn't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's upsetting. Yeah but uh we'll get there yeah all right
2: (laughs) that night billy sits at a restaurant with heidi kirk and kirk's wife who i could not find a credit for (laughs) 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 kirk proposes a toast to dunbarton investigative services and everyone raises their glasses except for billy who is busy eating he finally raises his and adds twinning may it ever be so sweet They clink glasses and drink, but Billy is quickly distracted and his eyes grow wide as the dessert cart rolls by.
1: Okay, the desserts looked great.
2: They did did look great. I think I was just getting offended at the way he is just like this food obsessed, like crazed. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, we
1: get get it. We get it. Every scene. Yes. (laughs) I I say let him celebrate because Heidi's like, what? Yeah.
2: (laughs) 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 He turns toward it kirk steadily telling him no and heidi finally puts her foot down saying that she's getting him out of here before he explodes which i feel like is a really mean thing to say about your partner in front of their friends but yeah um, <laughs> maybe
1: was a monty python reference mm. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but everyone stands and they start to head out billy taking one more taste of food on his plate as he goes we cut to billy and heidi in the car leaving Heidi warns him that he needs to stop eating like that, saying that he's digging his grave with a spoon and a fork. Billy scoffs, but Heidi reiterates that she loves him. She cuddles up to him as he's driving and repeats that she loves him. Otherwise, she'd just keep her mouth shut. Billy admits that he can't help himself because all he thinks about is food. But Heidi offers to help him think about something else as her hand reaches down between his legs. Billy is surprised by this, but not upset. And as Heidi lowers her head, she asks if he's still thinking about food. I was like, Heidi. This is very dangerous. Don't please, yeah. please. Keep <laughs> both eyes yes. on the road. yes.
1: Podmore and PSA. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> and I do. It is very important to point out because he's not like Heidi. Yeah, I'm yeah. currently operating <laughs> more vehicles. <Yeah. laughs> Heidi, this is incredibly dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> My eyes. I need to be at yeah. ten and two, <laughs> not midnight. Uh, <laughs> so I just. Uh, it's important. To say. <laughs>
2: But we abruptly cut to a pharmacy where the pharmacist, Mr. Bangor, played by Stephen King, turns to greet Limke and Suzanne. Yes, his name is Mr. Bangor.
1: I think it's a title he officially won. Yeah. (laughs) It made me laugh, of course, to see him here. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not the only time we see him. Yeah. yeah. Which was pretty cool. (laughs) You're
2: right. Lemke presents Bangor with a crumpled prescription saying that he needs it filled for his nose. He points at the angry rash on the side of his nose and Bangor peers at it with curiosity before Limke snaps at him asking what he's looking at. The pharmacist gets back to work. Now it is, I think it's supposed to be cancer on his nose. I think that's what it was in the book. But regardless, whatever it is, and it does look pretty angry and inflamed. Yeah. He did not need to be like, oh, shit. Yeah, like he's I looking know. at
1: him like, fuck. He did. You're well, a professional. And you're the pharmacist. You're yes. not the yeah, no, dermatologist. Yeah. Like, dude, Just go get my medicine. Yes, yeah. go about
2: your business. But back in the car, Heidi is still doing her best to convince Billy that there is more to life than food. When she takes a break to tell him this, he pleads with her to continue. Mm
1: -hmm. Another important... Important? It is important. (laughs) It is important. Yeah, it is. (laughs) It is. (laughs) This distinction.
2: Yeah. But he is still driving as she goes back to giving him the old thinner.
1: Mm. Oh, wow. (laughs) I do want to point out on commentary, they had said that um, Tom Holland was like, they made us cut this down by a lot.
2: God what damn like, Yeah, I know. <laughs> what the fuck? I was yeah. like, it's there's there a was lot. The whole
1: sex scene. <laughs>
2: <What>? We flashed <laughs> <lost laughs> back to it like three times. I know. <laughs> yeah.
1: And you see quite a bit happening. I don't oh, know. No, yeah uh, But he That's said the, he said a lot of different parties pressured us to. I was like, he's like, cause I would have shown, yeah. <laughs> shown everything. It's like, oh my god, <laughs> Mr. Holland. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Back at the pharmacy, the elderly Suzanne calls Limkey Papa and tells him that it's cold and she's going to get her coat. He waves her away and she heads outside. As Bangor fills Limkey's prescription, he happens to see through the mirror that Gina and Gabe are in the aisles just blatantly stealing. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, I mean, they
1: weren't even trying to hide it. In full sight of it. Yeah. That. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Back in the car, Billy is getting straight domed out. He loses his focus on driving. <laughs> 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 <Sorry>. <laughs> well, man, how, how could you pay attention? <laughs> he looked very upset.
1: It was just unnecessary. <laughs> he was. He no, was. He was. You don't have to, you know. He was. I, I will say, because I forgot to mention it earlier, whenever he was asking her to <laughs> He's was asking her to continue. He goes, please, please, please. <laughs> wow. And I, I laughed so hard.
2: Yeah, Um. let's remember that. Yes. Yeah.
1: It is import- yeah. <laughs> it's important. It's important.
2: <laughs> Suzanne starts to cross the street, but Billy does not even notice. At the very last minute, he sees her and slams on his brakes. This draws Limke's attention from inside the pharmacy, and we see Suzanne's screaming face, illuminated by the headlights as Billy hits her with his car.
1: I... Did not remember at all this being the cause of the accident.
2: Yeah, this is this is wild. I think in the in the book it was um, a hand job. Oh, okay. Well, it's like you were that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like well, I
3: can't believe, yeah. believe this.
0: this is a little more distracting. <laughs> <laughs> but- <laughs> I just. <laughs>
1: all right but
2: anyway.
1: <laughs> let's get this back on the rails but yeah the
2: fact that that this was the cause because i think it would have been very easy for they were celebrating yeah billy could have had a couple drinks uh, yeah
0: okay that's true and that yeah. would have been
2: even more egregious to a couple things that happened later on right right um that we'll get to in a second but the fact that It's like no, it was this. Oh yeah, (laughs) (laughs) he was stone cold sober. Yeah,
1: it's just his inability to multitask. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) this
2: is really Billy's fault. Like this really only works for me if I keep my (laughs) eyes (laughs) off the road. (laughs) Yeah, this is on Billy. That's (laughs) the only way that I can. (laughs) But Suzanne rolls over the top of the car and lands in a heap on the street, bleeding heavily from her head. Heidi, the throat goat, screams at the top of her (laughs) her (laughs) lungs. i mean you chopped your pin yeah. really loud <laughs>
0: <laughs> because you're just this is this is a lot she was that's yeah no there could be more
2: <laughs> <laughs> i feel like i held restrained because this is a whole st- the, what no, is the yeah.
1: scene i don't know
2: i did the best i could i mean my I god am, i am gonna get another email but <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> she screams at the top of her lungs the throat goat does uh. Billy buries his head in his hands as the wipers paint the windshield with Suzanne's blood. We cut to the Halleck family sitting down at breakfast. Heidi serves Linda a plate of food and Billy stares into nothing. Linda asks how Billy was able to get a trial so quickly, but he corrects her that this isn't a trial. It's a coroner's inquest, which is much simpler. Linda's like, it was an accident, right? she asks what's the worst that can happen to him but heidi chimes in cheerfully that nothing is going to happen to her father because he didn't do anything wrong the lack of guilt that heidi feels in this is a little weird to me i don't i'm not saying that like she's to blame or anything mm-hmm. but if i was you know <laughs> and then this happened yeah that's traumatizing i i mean i she's just like nah it was was, it's fine he didn't mean to yeah
1: i i always took it as her trying to uh make it easier for her daughter to yeah digest what's going on right right
2: but i mean even later she makes a comment where it's like uh, i'll i'll point it out but i was like really like you were there yeah it was it was just a little weird linda asks if he's just totally gonna get off
1: well (laughs) billy's like no that was ruined (laughs) oh the case Um, yeah yeah probably probably. (laughs) absolutely
2: (laughs) (laughs) but billy just repeats that he didn't do anything wrong because an accident is not a crime linda still looks a little bothered as she sips her coffee at the inquest, good old racist-ass Judge Rossington asks Mr. Bangor if Suzanne was running when she left the pharmacy. Mr. Bangor says that he guesses she was, but quietly tells the judge that they were stealing. The judge dismisses this, asking again if Suzanne was running when she left the store, and when Mr. Bangor admits that he's not sure, Rossington's like, you can step down. <laughs> I was like, well, God.
0: Yeah, that right away, I was like, hold on. Yeah. What's going on You're not on gonna, here?
2: you know comply to this narrative we don't need you get yeah. down like that's mm-hmm. what it felt yeah. like and that
1: was something i really didn't understand not as at all a kid
2: yeah i didn't either because
1: i'm like oh wh- all his friends yeah. yeah are in charge of yep. everything mm-hmm.
2: and i feel you know say what you will about the movie but the little setup of all of them talking outside of the fair and everything it's really smart the way that they set this up in a way that was not heavy-handed. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know, it's not like, oh, yeah, we always look out for each other or whatever. Yeah. You know, it was just like, no, we know they're friends. We saw them talking and now, oh, you're here too, you know? Yeah. And
1: I will say when the chief takes the stand, mm-hmm. <laughs> Billy literally smiles at him.
3: <laughs> <laughs> on his way up. They do their secret handshake. But,
2: <laughs> but Chief Hopley is called up and he takes his seat. Rossington asks if Billy was traveling within the speed limit, and Hopley says that he was, citing witnesses at the scene and the skid marks from when Billy tried to stop. Rossington asks if Billy was given a breathalyzer, and Hopley reports to the judge that Billy was as sober as a judge. Rossington dismisses Hopley. Billy looks nervous in his seat, but Rossington quickly says that there is nothing to charge him with in the accident. He rules the death of Suzanne Limke in an accident and closes the hearing with the bang of his gavel.
1: It just feels gross. Yeah. Yeah, it does. And his his reaction to the sober as a judge thing was very strange to me.
2: Yeah, He's like, I All right. so too. We yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I'm drunk right now. <laughs> so you don't need to make a crack at me. Yeah. <laughs> Contempt. <laughs> Thirty days.
2: When Billy and Heidi step out of the courthouse, Billy breathes a big sigh of relief. He hands the keys to Heidi, insisting that she drive. Just before he can get into his car, Limkey approaches him. When Billy turns to him, Limkey softly rubs his cheek and only says one word, thinner. Billy is struck silent and Limkey simply gets into his car, seething as he looks out the window at Billy
1: he's like probably uh, means nothing yeah. <laughs> 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 no he's like he's like Heidi's for being so supportive <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then they hit somebody else yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> it's like you guys gotta Dude, stop <laughs> wait till you get home <laughs> or
2: at least park please <laughs>
1: You'd be better at multitasking <laughs> I, I, I think for me um, this is kind of a very important very iconic moment in this film yes The issue for me is that everything seems to start happening very quickly after this for Billy. So much so that it is very difficult for me to think of him not connecting dots. Yeah. It takes very it d- it long. It does. I will yeah, give you that. Okay. It, it takes okay. a bit
2: long because he's like, what? <laughs> <I'm> like,
1: <"D- laughs> think about it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wasn't that weird? <laughs> the weirdest thing that happened to you that day?
0: Yeah. That is something <laughs> that I I also did. It it just hurt the movie for me because mm-hmm. it's like you're not that stupid, dude, to yeah. not know what's
2: happening. But I mean, if you think about it, if that is if you do not believe in that, you don't subscribe to it, that's not even something that would enter your mind. There's maybe, no way. Maybe I'm just saying. Obviously, I am not that person. I'd be like, I'm doomed. Yeah. Of, like, <laughs> I got <into> the car. <laughs> Did you said <laughs> I'm just sobbing. That you know. But there are some people that that's not even a possibility to them. I don't know. That it just seems like everything
0: lines up. Too good mm-hmm. to not know. Yeah. Yeah. To not understand or even
1: it crossed your mind <laughs> takes for a that lot of, long. Yeah. A lot, a lot of, of shit convincing. happens. <laughs> even yeah. If, even if you're just like, I think that old man predicted the future. <laughs> yeah. Something. At, at least that. <laughs> yeah. Because it's too much. It, it is. is it one is. word, it's the only thing that's yeah. happening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and I did want to say um, Limpke. He's the other one that went under extensive makeup. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even realize until I saw some pictures of the actor. And then in the featurette, they showed all of the prosthetics that were added. Wow. wow. His entire, all the wrinkles, everything. Damn. None of it's real.
2: That's, that's wild. Yeah. Well, when you learn his age later, I think that he was like 60 or something. Okay. Like 50, 60, something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's not what he is portraying (laughs) here yeah at all no not at all but they drive away heidi yells at billy to get in the car but billy continues to look at the car traveling away from him as he touches his cheek where the old man had rubbed him an undisclosed amount of time later billy sets down his bag of doritos to get on the scale it now reads 283 with a smile he says somebody call richard simmons He heads into the kitchen and immediately snatches up a bag of ruffles as he reports his weight to Heidi. Heidi punches it in on that state of the art computer (laughs) and excitedly tells him that he's lost 14 pounds in the last seven days. So I guess this is a week later.
1: So look, even if, you know, we're not going to talk about, (laughs) we're not going to talk about the curse. All right. (laughs) If we're not going to deal with that at all, this is still alarming. Yeah. The rapid weight loss. Yeah. Yeah. 14 pounds in seven days is a phone call. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Billy has already abandoned the chips in search of a snack from the fridge as Heidi congratulates him. She says that he even looks like he's lost weight and he does.
1: Yeah. And this is the first example of the uh, transitioning these suits. Okay. okay. And it's very gradual. It's very well done. Yeah. Oh yeah.
2: That's it is. It's very well done. She comments though that she hasn't seen him slow down on his eating at all. And this is when she's like maybe it's guilt that's what i thought was a bit weird the way that she said it Mm -hmm. because i think it would you know if you're like he didn't do anything wrong he didn't do anything wrong it may be more like do you think that you feel guilty or is this you know what i mean the fact that she's just like maybe it's guilt i don't know it was very weird to me yeah
1: you know what i think is missing is maybe a few scenes of them talking about what happened yeah yeah because if you have it to where she's kind of shocked at how he's taking it all so well, yeah, this is her throwing it in his face of how he's not been. Maybe it is guilt. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: Okay, that, okay. That would have worked, yeah. I think, a lot better for me because what we get is like, she's fine. Yeah. Uh, it was an accident. It was an accident and you didn't do anything wrong. And he's like, it was an accident. I didn't do anything wrong. And everybody's like, Billy, you didn't do anything wrong. And she's <laughs> like, maybe it's guilt. I'm like, wait, what? What? No, where is yeah. that coming from? That's how
0: I took it. <laughs> yeah, I thought it, it was, was very strange. Again, the tone. Yes. Yeah, yeah,
2: I mean, it's it's something nitpicky, but I was like, what the fuck, Heidi? <laughs> like, <that was> weird. <laughs> but when she says this, Billy's smile drops. He tells her that it hasn't affected his diet any more than it's affected hers. Now, I mean, this is... Billy he, he blames her <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and I feel like this is you know I was complaining a second ago but this is at least a smart way to be like well if I'm feeling it then you should be feeling it too because th- it kind of comes to a head later
1: mm-hmm. it does and it's a little it's a lot it's yeah. misguided
2: for sure it I is. think but you know
1: because I seem to remember only one person <laughs> saying, <laughs> please 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 please, please, please. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I'm crazy
2: yeah <laughs> (laughs) But with a side eye, he grabs his golf clubs and leaves. Heidi sighs. We cut to Billy swinging his club on the golf course. He asks why he even came out here. And Dr. Mike Houston, played by Sam Freed, says it's for the exercise, which finally looks like it's doing him some good. It's like, can we stop commenting on people's bodies? Yeah. Like, if, if we could just stop doing that, that'd be really cool. We friends are nice. not? Yeah, no shit. And not even the way it's like, oh, you look great. Which still, unless you know somebody very well, you probably shouldn't even do that. Yeah. But you know, finally, looks like it's it's like, oh my god, everybody's yeah. so fucking mean.
1: <laughs> There's no hero in this film. No, no not, not, at
2: not at a not a one. Yeah. Maybe Linda. Linda didn't do anything wrong. The yeah, daughter, yeah, true. she didn't do uh, anything wrong kirk kirk's wife rossington and rossington's wife lita rossington played by elizabeth franz pulls up in carts behind them as they get out again with friends like these Mm -hmm. kirk remarks that there's nothing like getting off on a manslaughter charge to turn a man's life around yeah i'm getting in that cart and i'm fucking leaving yeah that this was a week ago yes (laughs) and again this is what makes me like oh you guys are pieces of shit because yeah. a woman died mm-hmm. and you're out here making fucking jokes on the golf course like that is wild yeah that's disgusting I didn't oh
0: that's what I, at first I was like is he telling him in like a shitty way like fuck you or what but, yeah. but I was like oh no, no they're like oh, he's playing yeah. yeah I was like oh he's joking with them I was like no that you guys on. are all horrible people yeah
1: yeah he's like now watch this drive yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> But Billy sarcastically tells him how witty and compassionate he is. Lita says that Kirk has foot and mouth disease and Rossington counters that an attitude like that could cost him court cases, especially if he shows up at his court. And again, I don't think that this is any kind of indignance toward him kind of making light of this woman dying. It's like, hey, I covered that up. You don't talk about that. You know, like that's. Yeah. Fuck everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Kirk tells him to leave him alone or he'll give Billy $5 to run him over with the golf cart.
1: I just said. Because this is so funny. This is really funny. A
2: woman's dead. Um, But Billy tells Kirk to give him a a little kiss. He bends over and slaps his ass, telling him, right here. Uh, And uh, he does shake his ass a little bit. Yeah, he um, he does every time i would bring up that this is a good movie <laughs> mm-hmm. this is what would be cited and thrown in my face
1: look here's the deal they they love this moment so much that it's included on it the is. picture yeah. of the booklet in the dvd of him smacking his ass like you got to sass yeah. it it's like I, I know. why would you highlight <laughs> yeah i don't <know. laughs> i
3: wouldn't have put it
1: <laughs> like in the, the summer DVD. comedy yeah. of the year or whatever it's like what the fuck like why are we doing this this whole golf scene is wild i don't understand a lot of it and then his the, the doctor's reaction to it
2: yeah, yeah. Um, well before that Lita is like now that's comedy she's fucking laughing yes. her ass off yeah. which you would think that she'd be like eat God but she's like ah! <laughs> she's laughing and then Mike is like have you lost your mind yeah
0: that's a bit of an overreaction.
2: <laughs> like you can't believe what he's. Yeah. he
1: didn't moon them
2: no, no not at
0: all that
1: would have been the reaction and if you look like seeing Lita joyful, you better absorb this scene. Yeah, enjoy while yeah. all- <laughs> yeah. you Because good lord. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but Mike again asks if he's lost his mind, and Billy admits that that's surprisingly easy once you've lost a few pounds. I, I don't, don't understand the correlation, but he drives away. Later in the locker room, Rossington calls Mike over to look at something. He shows him an inflamed and angry-looking patch of skin on his chest. Mike immediately tells him that it's just his psoriasis coming back. Rossington asks him why, prompting Mike to joke, why say why? He tells him that it's probably due to stress. He just advises him to use the ointment he got last time. Draped in a towel, Billy steps onto a scale. Mike comes over and rips the towel away from him. Billy protests with a weak, hey, but Mike reminds him, <laughs> <laughs> Were you guys fucking thrilled uh, yeah. that hay is for horses, better for cows? <laughs> and I was waiting on him to comment about pigs and then fucking punch them. Yeah. <laughs> just... I was not. <laughs> <laughs> but they don't know how. But you know what? The way that they're treating Billy, I yeah. kind of wouldn't be surprised.
1: And that's how the joke always ends. <laughs>
2: but yeah, I could I, not, when he said hay is for horses, I, was I like, gasped oh my God. out loud. <laughs>
1: I did want to point out that was the only instance of a body double being used in this film. Really? Yeah. Which I thought was interesting because there's so many other shots. The one that we're about to see. Yeah. I'm surprised that what they did held up. Yeah. Yeah. It's wild.
2: But instead of punching Billy in the stomach, (laughs) he checks his weight on the scale. 281. Billy asks if it's even possible for him to have lost two pounds since this morning. But with the smirk, Mike tells him to relax and that if he keeps this up, soon he'll be able to see his balls without using a mirror. Everyone laughs at this except for Billy.
0: Yeah, this is concerning though. Yeah. Because a pound of fat, you need to burn 3,500 calories to get rid of one pound of fat.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Even if you if you tried to do that... A pound a week, you would have to cut 500 calories out of your diet to lose that. Good Lord. Add 1,000 for more. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. keep adding it. So even if you did two pounds a week, that would take you four to five months to lose 40 pounds.
2: And he's lost two pounds since this morning. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The only thing that I could think would maybe possibly happen is if he... Uh, sweated a lot on the golf course and he also took a shit.
2: I was going to (laughs) say he took a little poop Um, or a big poop. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) A lot. (laughs) Yeah. My thing is just like, again, I'm not trying to whatever, keep bringing up the fat phobia, but it's this really gross narrative of, well, as long as you're losing the weight, it's good. Like, don't, I mean, it's just, it's, He's like, "Is that po- like is that okay?" "It's fine." You know, soon you'll slim down enough to bubble. Blah, blah. It's like, "Dude, yeah. You're a doctor."
1: Maybe that's part of the messaging.
2: I feel like there's a lot to be said for like racism, fat phobia. Like I feel like and I don't, I don't I'm not trying to give too much credit to this, but that's messaging that i took from it (laughs) so i don't know if it was intended but that i was like god damn man
1: i think again i think that the the subtext could have been a little more
2: it could have been more defined i will give you that but you know hay is for (laughs) horses please don't punch me (laughs) yeah (laughs) But we cut to Billy and Rossington in the showers, making sure that one small spot on his stomach is very clean. Billy sincerely Ah. thanks the judge for taking care of him. This reminds Rossington that he never told him what happened right after that. He says that he went to lunch with Lita and when they came outside, Lemke was waiting for him. He walked up to him and touched him right on the spot on his chest that is now inflamed with the supposed psoriasis.
1: See, and this is, again, I understand he's, you know, slowly putting these pieces together. Mm-hmm. But if you're him, if you're the judge, you're like, it's eh, weird. And then you're talking to the doctor like, well, what do you think this is? This is exactly where he touched you. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that peculiar? Mm-hmm. A little bit.
2: And Billy, with all the information, yep. mm-hmm. you know what he said to you. You know that he touched him and now there's something on him. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: And he's just he's touching his cheek. He is touching yeah. his cheek.
2: <laughs> His hand touching his own cheek where he was caressed by Limpke. Billy asks if he said anything. Rossington angrily asks how he should know when he was too busy worrying about whether he would catch impetigo or lice. This man is disgusting. Yeah. He turns off his shower and walks away, leaving Billy to touch his cheek with the look of worry on his face.
1: If he dies, he dies. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. oh no, yeah. That's where we're at.
2: That's fine. Back at home under week 10 of Billy's diet on the computer, on the state of the art computer, <laughs> Heidi enters the weight 256. She tells him that she wants him to go off of this diet. Now, what diet?
1: Yeah. You've seen him. You've lived with him. Yeah. I guess the smoothies
2: he was having, but I mean that. He was eating Ruffles and Doritos. Oh,
0: yeah. He yesterday was. morning. Well, maybe the smoothies get rid of it. <laughs> get rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> that's,
1: Breakfast that's the champion.
2: Yeah. yeah, that's what's responsible <laughs> for the big poops. <laughs> But Billy, wearing an apron and eating cookie batter off of his fingers, tells her that he already did go off of it. He slides a sheet of raw cookies into the oven, and Heidi asks when. Billy, looking slimmer than ever, says that it's been about a week. Heidi clicks over to the plummeting graph of Billy's weight loss and says that that's another 25 pounds. That is 40 pounds in two weeks. Billy snaps at her to make up her mind. Does she want him fat or thin? was like damn yeah (laughs) well but it's concerning it is very concerning but i think he does not want to face or talk about that heidi says she worries that sudden weight loss is a symptom of when billy presses her she can't bring herself to say it angry now billy realizes that he can't win if he stayed the weight he was he's in danger of a heart attack if he loses it he's got cancer tearfully Heidi confesses that she ran into Mike and he wants Billy to take a few tests when Billy has no response to this Heidi pleads with him that if he won't do it for himself or for her can he do it for Linda this would piss me off because when I asked you for help you made a joke about me finally being able to see my balls you run into my wife and you're like yeah. oh yeah he needs to take a few I, that would piss me off
1: yeah well he cares a little mm, <laughs> he cares depending <laughs> on
2: who he's talking yeah who to. it is Well, (laughs) (laughs) we cut to Mike's office where he looks over Billy's lab results and Billy sits snacking. He surmises that all the results look fine. His blood work is even better than Mike's own. He says that Billy probably hasn't been this healthy since he was banging Mary Lou Singer in high school, and Billy finds it pertinent to point out that he never actually did it with her.
1: Now, here's here's <laughs> the thing. All right, <laughs> I At this point, I started to notice that his performance is a little strange to me. <laughs> yeah.
2: At this point. Yeah, because
1: yeah. he says Mary Lou Singer or whatever, and then Billy goes, Sangster, and I never got in her pants. It's like, what yeah. the hell is going on? Why are you talking like that? Because yeah.
2: in the beginning of the movie, his lungs were being flattened by the fucking yeah. suit, dude. He's got a main the voice yeah.
1: <laughs> it's it's too much <laughs> it did sound a little funny yeah. <laughs> there's some moments in court that I was like is he doing a clint eastwood <laughs> yeah that i did notice yeah that i did notice
0: too i was like i don't is is that supposed to be his character i don't or know I, was like, I don't
2: he was in an episode of sex in the city and i don't remember him sounding strange at all like no. is that's how he talked st- his voice didn't stand out to me so i don't know I just wanted to talk about him being on Second oh, okay. right.
1: <laughs> He wasn't like a carrier. or whatever.
2: <laughs> he was with Miranda. Oh. Um, but I, don't, no. I don't care. Yeah,
1: whichever one that is.
2: <laughs> 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 I was a little upset that I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I don't care at all. But back to the movie that w- we're covering. <laughs> <laughs> Billy asks Mike if he's sure that he's down to 240 pounds. Mike tells Billy to just relax. His weight will stabilize and he'll even gain some back. He tells him again to not worry about it. On what
1: basis is this? I don't know.
2: Yeah, I know. On a (laughs) shut up basis. I guess. Stop complaining. It's fine. Your blood work looks fine. Go away. But you know, that's what it feels like. But even at that. Even if you're a mean friend or
0: you're whatever, from a medical view, mm-hmm. you knew this dude two days ago was 300 pounds. Yeah. Now he's what again? 240. 240. That's scary. Even, it's been two weeks. Even an asshole you are, you can still be like, look, dude, that's a little confusing.
1: And you're yeah. a you know doctor. I mean? yeah. And you're, you're not gonna, I think you would try to solve the problem. Something. Instead of just being like, well, this looks good. Get out of here. Yeah. yeah he sees him constantly eating all Mm -hmm. these excess calories yeah
2: yeah Yeah. oh yeah he he is
1: so it's it's strange
2: yeah we cut to billy clothes shopping the sales associate henry hollowell played by patrick farrelly greets him by name in awe he tells billy that it looks like he's finally found a diet that works billy says that because of it he needs a whole new wardrobe Henry excitedly gets his tape measure ready and wraps it around Billy's waist. When he happily reports that he's down to a 40 or an even 38 pant size, Billy doesn't believe him. He asks to step on a scale, and when it settles on 233, he is speechless. Popping a chocolate into his mouth, Henry asks what diet he's on. Since he's tried all the others, he might as well try this one too. Billy tells him, I don't think you'd like it, Henry. In fact... I don't think you'd like it at all.
0: all right. Because that kid Badger down there at the end of the block, man, he's got some
1: good stuff.
2: <laughs> no. But you don't, no, it though, but no, you don't no. it. I was like, Badger? <laughs> yeah. Come on. You, <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> that. know that.
1: <laughs> What's funny to me is that whenever they do scenes like this in movies, you know that he's like, no, but seriously. No, what, what is yeah. it?
2: <laughs> <laughs> they, they don't know. show
1: <laughs> it. Yeah. We need the dramatic ending. Then.
2: God damn it. What yeah. is it? <laughs> but we immediately cut to him sucking every shred of meat off of a bone at dinner. He <laughs> drops it onto his plate and immediately attacks his corn on the cob before shoveling more food onto his plate.
1: Did Limkey also curse him to bad table manners? <laughs> I think <Yeah>. he,
2: said- <laughs> he said disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> <touched his> <laughs> Linda looks at him with judgment and he grunts at her to pass him a bowl of corn. He grabs more and starts eating it frantically. Linda ventures if she can ask him a question. She asks if there's a such thing as male menopause. When she starts asking about his hormones, he snaps at her, asking what she's trying to say. Linda admits that she's worried about him and he's like, why? he says he's finally found a diet that works eat whatever he wants and still lose weight as if to prove it he throws his head back and drops more meat into his <laughs> mouth and then turns to her and laughs
1: where <laughs> did he get that <laughs> from it looks like he pulled know. it out of his pants <laughs> he's like
2: yeah what the fuck
1: i've been saving this yeah, yeah. <laughs> for a special occasion
2: <laughs> upset linda leaves the table and runs upstairs Heidi comes out and clears Billy's dinner, putting a plate of pie in its place. Billy's like, what's wrong with her? (laughs) Like, (laughs) like that wasn't just the wildest fucking interaction. (laughs) But when Billy starts to go after her, Heidi stops him, telling him that he'll only upset her more. Billy attacks the dessert in front of him, shoving whipped cream into his mouth and even licking the side of his plate. Heidi pleads with him to slow down, asking why he's eating like that. But Billy says that he doesn't know if it's all in his head like Dr. Mikey thinks. Annoyed, Heidi says that she hates when he calls him that. Why, Heidi? Yeah. Why do you hate that? I,
1: disrespectful.
2: Mm. I, really? We're being disrespectful yeah, to Dr. Mikey? I know.
0: <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> to lie. <laughs> I, but the way he's behaved. I, didn't, I never caught that. And then watching it now, I was like, why... I hate why when you, you call him that. Yeah. Why are you
1: defending that? Dude? Are, I got to be honest. I don't think what is happening is happening.
2: I go back and forth because uh, I, think, I think that one person is very convincing later on and I think the other one is not convincing yeah. at all. <laughs> so I don't know what we're supposed to think. <laughs> <laughs> but Billy continues that he does know one thing. He's lost three pounds every day except for today. Heidi starts to say how wonderful it is that he's starting to put the weight back on, but Billy's not done talking. He says that today he skipped lunch and instead of coming home three pounds lighter, he was six pounds lighter. He sums it up that he has to eat like this because it's a race and he's losing.
1: That line is actually kind of frightening. Yeah.
2: Terrifying. Heidi says that he doesn't have to be so mean and treat her like it's her fault. Billy, I had to pause it because I could not <laughs> fucking believe that he said this. <laughs> Billy says, oh, I'm sorry. Was I giving myself a blowjob just then? <laughs> just Justin, <laughs> <then. laughs> <laughs> I would mush his face with that fucking pie. And I hope you enjoyed that because that's, that's yeah, it.
0: Don't ever say that to your wife or your partner <laughs> or whatever. Don't boo that dude. Like yeah. don't do that's the wrong
1: thing to do. It is. And this is a very specific situation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. but don't oh, do that. No. Yeah. Don't, do, don't it. do that. But if you ever find yourself <laughs> 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 having committed vehicular manslaughter <max, laughs> <Honor. laughs> while getting dumped uh, out, look, and now you curse. Even that.
0: Even <laughs> that. <laughs> Take away the vehicular manslaughter. Man's <lava. laughs>
2: <laughs> it's like you know what? You don't gotta worry about it yeah, ever don't. again. <laughs> that's fine. Cross that off my list. But Heidi is appalled, telling her husband that that is a horrible thing to say. She counters that she doesn't remember him complaining about it at the time, which again, T, please, 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 (laughs) please. Wait,
1: you see a black and white flashback?
2: (laughs) That's why we said to remember. But Billy just continues to eat and Heidi drops the bomb that she thinks Linda should stay with her Aunt Rhoda for a few weeks. Billy is surprised by this, but Heidi insists that she can't keep watching Billy go through this because it's tearing her apart. She asserts that she's driving Linda there tomorrow. We cut to a restaurant and scan through a table of plates that Billy has already eaten. Still, he munches on shrimp cocktail when he's approached by Mike. Mike tells him that he finally got through to the specialist and based on the results and what Mike told them, they've ruled out the possibility of a parasite or tapeworm. Billy says what the specialist recommends, and Mike tells him that he recommends the Glassman Clinic, and they're expecting him tomorrow. He hands him the information for it, and Billy drops the shrimp to take it. Mike tells Billy that even if he doesn't want to go, he needs to do it for Heidi's sake because she's very upset. He starts to walk away, but Billy stops him. He points over at Lita, sitting alone at a table and sadly drinking a cocktail. He says that she was alone again last night and asks if Judge Rossington is sick. Mike says that he's not sick. He's just out of town because his sister was in a bad car accident. He starts to walk away, but Billy stops him again. Rossington doesn't have a sister. Mike's like, well, then it must be Lita's sister. Okay.
0: See, even to me, that was a little, I was like, "Uh, I don't know, dude. If even if you're trying to protect their, you know, privacy or whatever, Mm -hmm. just, hey, you know, I can't talk about that. The fact that you lied and I caught you in that lie and you don't have anything to say. Yeah.
2: What else? You, up. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Clearly. Yeah.
2: He tells Billy that he needs to relax and tells him that he'll see him tomorrow. He finally does leave. Billy goes back to eating his shrimp. But when he turns toward the dining room, he and Lita lock eyes. In the next scene, he is knocking on the door of the Rossington home. Lita answers it coldly with a drink in her hand. Billy asks if her husband is there, and Lita quickly says that he's in Minnesota visiting relatives. She tries to close the door in his face, but Billy holds it open. He asks her boldly, what's wrong with him? He asks if he's lost weight. Lita is like, what are you talking about? Billy tells her that he's lost 100 pounds, specifying that that's spelled with a one and two zeros. Realization hits Lita, and she asks if the old man touched him. I'm vomiting on the fucking porch. Oh, yeah.
1: That's it. Now, his reaction to that question, I I was like, you got to be joking me. Yeah.
2: Billy asks what that has to do with anything. Billy. (laughs) That
0: that made me like, I was like, dude, in the shower, you even touched your face. Yes. So you gave us a hint that you knew what was going on. Why now all of a sudden you
2: don't know like this never happened mm-hmm. i think he's just in in denial mode i mean mm. i don't know
1: Was well, the worst possible time yeah yeah no it is <laughs> you finally have somebody that is
2: because he could understand yeah I- mm-hmm. lita only starts to laugh as she invites him in she hands him her drink telling him that he'll need it laughing again she walks further into the house leaving billy to close the front door Pouring herself another drink, Lita confesses that her husband is in Minnesota, but he's not visiting relatives. He's at the Mayo Clinic. Cutting in, Billy tells her that there's no such thing as a Romani curse.
1: I did want to say her smile and her inviting him in this way was terrifying. Yes, yeah. it was.
2: She tears oh, it the fuck up, yeah. this entire scene. I
1: literally have that she just crushed it. That's, yeah. All, yeah. that's all I wrote for my notes. Yeah, she From does. start to finish. hmm I think they said that she was a stage actress from New York. Okay. And so this drama is chef's she brings Oh, no. Yeah. yeah.
2: Lita snaps at him, asking if he's trying to convince her or himself. She says that the old man approached them when they were coming out of a restaurant. She says that Rossington was fried, searching for his keys, so he didn't even see him coming. Lita did see him and tried to warn her husband, but it was too late. She says that he touched him and then whispered something into his ear. She says Rossington pretends that he didn't hear what he said, but Lita heard. Billy asks him what he said, and Lita says one word. She turns to Billy with horror on her face and tells him, Lizard. All right. Okay. I will give you that. Yeah, that's so here's the thing. (laughs) (laughs) Um John Paul and I were laughing about this the other day because the word, it's just the word lizard. Like, I'm not laughing at the affliction that happens because it is, it does sound very gruesome. It, um, (laughs) but the word lizard is really funny. Like, (laughs) just as a word, it was, it's just funny. Um, because it doesn't even align with what it would be like if Limke touched, uh, Billy and said skeleton. Mm -hmm. Like, that's what that aligns with because that's not, that's not even, like in the vein of what he did to Billy. Yeah. Okay. And it was a personal thing. And so I was thinking more about it because <laughs> Paul and I were talking the other day and I was like, did Rossington like always dream of being a lizard when he was a child <laughs> or something? But I'm thinking about it. If it's his psoriasis and that's something that really bothered him, maybe that is a like that. Limke obviously has a uh, sight, and he was able to zone in on that. But it would have been nice to to understand that a little bit more. Obviously, Rossington and, and somebody else that we visit later mm-hmm. are not our main characters. Mm-hmm. I don't need as much as we get with Billy. But I would like reasoning behind why? Why mm-hmm. Lizard? Well, here, yeah.
1: here's the thing for me. I, I came to the same conclusion watching it this time, and it was because of the scene in the locker room. Yes. Whenever he said, you know, your psoriasis has come back. Coming and he back. Goes, why? Yeah. He's concerned yeah thinking it's psoriasis yeah so it is limke kind of attacking this past thing or an insecurity Yeah, mm-hmm. so that i'm fine with yeah right. but you don't say lizard it's
2: the it's the <laughs> word lizard <laughs> it's definitely the word lizard
0: yeah i i think when like you said when we were talking i think for me it's just a like that like you said dinner it's like okay that's what's happening to me mm-hmm. but am i really turning into a lizard I, yeah, or like, how am far i like oh yeah how far because if i can just wait this out are you telling me I'm a dinosaur
2: That'd be kind of cool. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah, yeah. If I can wait like, this well, out. Yeah, what
0: kind of lizard? Like, if I can survive this
2: transformation, <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. can I still talk
2: Ooh, as like a, like a Komodo or? dragon? Yeah. Oh, they're wow. pretty
0: big yeah. and they're poisonous.
1: Yeah, that, those bites are yeah. fucking... Yeah, don't fuck, fuck with
2: them. Yeah. So,
0: I mean... What lizard?
2: Yeah. yeah, I'd be, yeah. Sorry, can you right, be right, more <laughs> yeah.
0: <hold> <laughs>
1: specific? A gecko. Oh,
2: Now I got to sell insurance. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know what might have worked better is if it's kind of the use of the word because he knows that the judge lied. Why couldn't it have just been Snake?
2: yes or
0: or even that if yes. he if when he said about his psoriasis he was like oh i'm getting all scaly now or whatever just a small something to, to make equate it match it, with that yeah to
1: make him even more aware. to make it
0: seem yeah that's what oh
2: lizard oh scales oh shit yeah. his psoriasis be, but it, yeah be, well i mean and however hard he wanted to act or unbothered or whatever the fact that he's pretending like he didn't hear what that man said you're scared yeah, yeah. you're scared yeah Billy's hand once again finds the ghost of the old man's touch on his own cheek as she continues. She reveals that his skin started plating and turning into scales, stepping toward Billy and causing him to back up. She tells him that it's evolution in reverse, which I thought was a great line. Yeah, that is so scary. She calls her husband a sideshow freak. She says that he chartered a plane to take him to the Mayo Clinic because he couldn't bear to have people look at him. Shaking, she says that by the time he left, his hands looked like claws and his eyes were two bright little specks inside of deep hollows, like pieces of tinfoil. When she starts to describe his nose, Billy finally reaches the front door and eloquently tells her that he has to go to the Glassman Clinic because he has a metabolic disorder.
1: So her descriptions for me are probably one of the purest moments of horror. Absolutely. This works very well. And the way oh, she yeah.
0: delivers it, yes. it's fucking scary. Okay, but saying that now about him looking like a freak show or whatever, then earlier in the film, have him make a comment about that or say
2: something towards oh. that. Well, then yeah, now all that's
0: the, what you're turning into.
2: All the shit that he was talking, you really could have added something Anything. else to, to really tie it together. Yeah. Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah, and that his little diatribe in the parking lot. Yes. yes. Yeah.
2: But he opens the door and Lita slams it back shut, demanding to know why he came here looking for her husband. He lies that he just wants to compare notes with him. But Lita is screaming now, demanding to know what Limke said to him. Billy says that he didn't say anything to him, but Lita doesn't believe that. She says that she thinks all of this is Billy's fault because he was the one that hit her. He did, not her husband. Billy finally gets the door open and in the scuffle falls down the front steps. Looking up at the angry woman standing in her doorway, Billy fires back. He says that he may have been the one to write on the fence, but her husband was the one who slapped the whitewash onto it and he was happy to do it.
1: That has to be a line from the book
2: probably yeah
1: because <laughs> that's real good yeah. That's
0: really good right <laughs> and why not just tell her you're cursed yeah yeah just
1: help let's help each other please yeah. she's going through it yeah and you finally have somebody who understands what yes. you're going through yes
2: lita throws her drink into billy's face she tells him to have a nice day at the glassman she busts out laughing again telling him that she's heard the food is good Billy starts to walk away, yelling out at her one more time that there is no such thing as a Romani curse. Still laughing her ass off, Lita invites him to come back in a couple weeks when he's lost another 40 or 50 pounds and tell her what he believes then. Billy gets in his car and peels off without another word as Lita continues to stand in her front yard screaming at him. A little commotion for Lita Rossington. Uh, yeah. God <laughs> yes.
1: Goddamn. <laughs> Goddamn, dude. Elizabeth lands yes fantastic work oh
2: yeah yes we cut to a bar where janelle is admiring a ring on the finger of janelle bar girl played by bridget marks she tells him that he gave it to her and he's like oh (laughs) 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 but someone comes and hands him a phone with billy on the other end billy standing at a phone booth in the pouring rain asks janelle earnestly if he believes in romani curses
1: is it odd that he's calling janelle right now it struck me as kind of surprising.
2: No,
0: yeah, I, I did think that, but I was like, wait, he's his attorney, I guess, but I mean.
2: You know, uh, again, <laughs> how we could have tied this together hmm. if they show them leaving the courthouse together because that fair was across the street mm. and maybe Janelle oh, okay. makes a comment about, oh, don't fuck with them or. Anything, that's, yeah, that would and work. then he's like, Oh, well, he knows about it, yeah you know, okay, ok., I mean, I don't know. It's like we are um, meant to fill in a couple gap. And again, <laughs> I'm the defense i I'm defending this, yeah. <laughs> but you know, there there could have been a little more there because yeah. i I just accepted it. There is no reason for him to call Janelli right now.
0: No, no, I thought the same thing though. I was like, why is he calling him? But that's all I could come up with was, well, he is his attorney. I guess, yeah, because he was happy with them earlier when they were on the boat eating together and all yeah. that. So I was like, maybe he did. He was like, "Yeah, hey, pal, what are you? Call like, me yeah. whenever. But- Remember how you owe me one? Tell me everything, yeah. you no
1: know fuckers." <laughs> <laughs> See, but the thing is, is that it, it works a lot better if he calls him later.
2: Yeah, yeah. of course, that makes no, yeah. sense. Yeah,
1: but to say, "Are you aware of the supernatural?" Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> what do you believe in? That's a little odd. But looking between the two women on either side of him, Janelli replies suggestively that he typically believes in what he can see. But his mother, that's a different story. He calls his mother over and asks her a question in Italian. She answers him the same way before pantomiming spitting at the woman he was talking to. (laughs) I was like, God, (laughs) it does make me laugh that whatever he's doing, his mom is just around.
0: yeah both times yeah. yeah i'm like dude is your mom just back there working while you're yeah, fucking off over she's here? making
2: food? but back on the phone janelle confirms that his mother believes because she saw it in the old country she warns that whoever puts it on has to be the one to take it off and no one else can he finally asks billy what this is all about and billy only cryptically says that he'll get back to him and gets off the phone the next night, Heidi drives Billy and asks what happened at the Rossingtons' house the night before. Looking weak and gaunt, Billy tells her what Lita believes—that Limke put a curse on him and the judge. Heidi is in immediate disbelief, and Billy admits that he knows how it sounds, but that's what Lita thinks. He says that Rossington has skin cancer. Heidi says that not only is there no such thing as the curse, but if it were real, limpke wouldn't have just cursed him in Rossington. He would have cursed the entire town. Billy says that the whole town didn't kill his wife and try to cover it up, though. It was just him, the judge, and he is suddenly struck with silent realization. Hopley, too. Oh, okay, but... You're connecting these dots. Yeah. Yeah. I'm listening to you. Yeah. You're getting there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. How do
0: you still not believe this is real?
2: Yeah. He was in on the cover up with them. Heidi cautiously tells her husband that all he has to do is check into a clinic and get better. She is fully turned to talk to him and he has to yell to keep her from driving into a truck. If the Hallecks have not learned by now to keep their eyes (laughs) on the fucking road. I don't know how you can learn that lesson better.
1: I um I was very disappointed. <laughs> yeah, <in laughs> both she's of like, them. "What?" I'm
2: like, "What the fuck?" But he the- wasn't even. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't even have an excuse. But the truck honks and they swerve, narrowly avoiding each other. But when the car comes to a stop, Billy announces that they're here. Right outside of his window is the Glassman Clinic.
1: Okay, so this this moment here mm-hmm. works a lot better if we're ending up at a supernatural location yeah okay if, he's if, just
2: like oh there it is yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was the clinic if it was the um what's his name limke's house yeah that they're going towards but yeah. it's just <laughs> the clinic
2: <laughs> inside in the daytime now billy repeatedly tries to call hopley until he's approached by male clinic doctor played by mitchell greenberg and female clinic doctor played by angela pietro pinto They greet him warmly, and the man excitedly tells him that the computer synthesized his test results, and it's amazing. He's been consuming 12,000 calories a day, but he's still able to lose weight. As if on cue, the clinic waiter, played by Michael Kevin Walker, delivers him an ice cream sundae with extra whipped cream. Billy takes his treat and starts to walk away as the doctor continues that he's got some protocols to try, but they could take a week or two to work out. Billy turns on him, asking what happens when that doesn't tell him anything. The woman assures him that they'll keep trying and that they're not going to give up on him. Billy sets his Sunday down on a random man's table, and when the doctors asks where he's going, he replies gravely, to get some takeout.
1: All right. Look, <laughs> <laughs> I got to admit, I thought this whole scene was weird. It was. It
2: is. Yeah, it And was. it feels, because it, we don't see him check in, nothing. And it's nighttime when they uh magically get to the classroom thing. And, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, and then suddenly it's daytime and they're like, Good news, Mr. <laughs> yeah, Alex! <see>, <laughs> no. And it's kinda
1: weird. And you're you doctors, but you're like, you're eating twelve thousand calories a day. Yeah. <laughs> like, <that's it. laughs> like, you're so happy about this thing. This is terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> it's really concerning. You're watching him eat twelve thousand calories a day and he's losing weight. And yeah. other
0: than that, what else do we learn?
1: Oh, nothing. He likes wh- extra whipped cream. Yeah, yeah. he really That's likes whipped- it.
2: But we already knew That's that from it. the yeah. pie earlier. Yeah. Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> I realized as a child, I always said whooped cream, <laughs> like the cream got its ass kicked. But it's whipped cream. Like well, it's got it. Got it like it got its yep. ass whipped. Yep. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's
1: the difference. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> That night, a taxi delivers Billy to Hopley's house. He knocks on the door (laughs) and (laughs) wait, and it's night again. (laughs) Maybe they
1: only had access to the clinic during the day.
2: (laughs) Maybe. Or maybe they just (laughs) added that in. Maybe. You know, they said
1: on commentary that the clinic scene was filmed at a mansion, so they might have only had access during the day. Ah, okay. Damn.
2: A mansion. Yeah. (laughs) It looked nice. Yeah. But he knocks on the door and receives no answer, even when yelling out Hopley's name and identifying himself. He says that the station told him that he was sick and he asked if he's okay. He peeks through the mail slot, telling Hopley that he knows about Rossington. He asks what happened to him. Finally, Hopley's voice responds. He tells Billy that he doesn't think he really wants to know, but he's welcome to come in. The lock clicks open on the door and Billy opens it. He steps inside and sees Hopley in a robe, walking slowly down the hall away from him. Billy closes the front door and follows, fear etched into his face. He sits across from Hopley at his desk in his office. A bottle of alcohol and a shot glass sit between them. Billy is swimming in his clothes, but Hopley's face, even in the dim light of the study, is clearly swollen and misshapen. With a wry laugh, Hopley tells Billy that now Rossington looks like he was all along. He says that that's funny. He comments that Billy finally found a diet that works. Billy says that they don't deserve this, but Hopley disagrees. Hopley's right. (laughs) No, yeah.
1: (laughs) He's like, we didn't do anything. I didn't fucking do (laughs) this. i'm not not worried about about it that's been his mantra the entire (laughs) film (laughs) Um, i'm
2: done (laughs) he reminds billy that he ran the old lady down rossington fixed it so he didn't even get points taken off his driving record and hopley himself ran them all out of the county Billy insists that he's not a criminal. He wasn't even drunk, but Hopley asks how he would even know that. He didn't give him the breathalyzer like he said he did. I was like, God, damn. But he comments coldly that that's just how it is in Fairview, isn't it? Half of Hopley's face is swollen and covered in bumps and uneven skin. Unscrewing the cap off of his bottle, Hopley asks, what the hell? He says that the old lady was jaywalking. Billy only asserts that he wasn't drunk, but maybe something else was going on. Dude, <laughs> he didn't even have to say that.
1: Like, no, no, he didn't. Is he trying to tell his friend that he scored or yeah. something? Like, what is going on? Guess what
2: Heidi was doing.
1: <laughs> maybe something else was going on. It's like, dude, yeah. you could have kept that to yourself.
2: Hopley asks, like, what? And Billy just goes, never mind. <laughs> yeah, He's yeah, like, no, should not said the nothing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> We'll talk later.
2: I can tell you're upset. hopley takes a shot revealing his hand to be a misshapen and bloated glove billy says that he wants to find the old man to convince him that they don't deserve this Hopley asks if Billy thinks he put an old-fashioned curse on him like in shock theater, but Billy asks if it matters. He says he has things to say to Lemke and offers Hopley to come with him. In response, Hopley turns his desk lamp toward his face, revealing it to be even worse than it seemed, with the bloody patch on the side of his head.
1: So I was very underwhelmed by this reveal. Mm -hmm. And the reason is because I said to myself, I was like, man, they really should have shot this with more shadow so that whenever we see this light of the lamp, it's a massive reveal.
2: Yeah, because okay. you already yeah. can kind of see yeah, him. You
1: can. But I learned on commentary that the lighting that we see in this scene now on, on Max. Yeah. Why would, of, <laughs> why would you get rid of HBO? I know, I don't know, yeah. I don't know. I don't I know. know, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But <laughs> that we see on there and that we see on the DVD, it's a byproduct of them changing the brightness so that it could be shown on television ah okay so okay. it was
2: darker that's
1: the thing when tom holland said that they release it in theaters all you saw was a bit of light catching his ear yeah Man. and so you didn't see anything okay you see his hand when he passes the gun that would have right, been right. so much but you're yeah. like holy shit and then whenever the light comes in you see his full face right for the first time
2: damn so it
0: messed everything up everything <laughs> So it was it was better.
2: That's a bummer. It would have been better because you'd be like, What the fuck is going on? Oh yeah. Because we just saw him, Mm -hmm. you know?
1: And the way that whenever he lets him inside, you only see the back of him. Yeah. You're like something awful. Yeah, yeah. But then you see him sitting down, he's like, Oh, well, that's what's going on. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Billy apologizes in shock, but Hopley tells him not to be sorry. He says that Billy's is just a little slower, but he'll get there eventually. He tells Billy that he's not going anywhere. He slowly reaches into his drawer and pulls out his gun. He slides it across the table with his bloated hand and tells Billy to find him. He tells him to find him and kill him and tell him it's for me. I was like, okay, Lady Olena, damn. (laughs) But Billy says that he can't kill him. He needs him to take the curse off because he's the only one that can. I love how he heard this from Janelle an hour ago and he's just like, well, fuck. That's
1: it. (laughs) And I don't think he's going to take it off. No. Yeah. <laughs> and I just want to know, what was your curse, dude? What did the old yeah, man say what to you? Say? Yeah.
2: Disgusted with Billy, Hopley asks if he really thinks he's going to take it off. He asks if he's going to snivel up to him and say that he's sorry. He mockingly repeats Billy apologizing to the old man. Finally, he gets to his feet and tells Billy not to be stupid. He tells him to take the gun. Billy stands and tries to get away from Hopley, but Hopley continues to yell at him to take the gun. He chases Billy to the front door, insisting that he kill him, because if the old man really did put a curse, he's never gonna take it off, and this is the only satisfaction that Billy's gonna get. Much like he did with Lita, Billy flees out of the (laughs) front door. (laughs) I was like, well, all these house calls are in. (laughs) (laughs) He closes it behind him, and Hopley continues to scream, never. Until Billy is stopped in his tracks by the sound of a gunshot.
1: So once again, we talk about great performances in this film. Yes, yeah. that scene was great. Yes, oh, yeah.
2: that's what I'm saying. When I reflect on thinner, these are the things that I think of, and I'm like, "What are y'all talking about? 19 or 17 percent on yeah. Rotten Tomatoes? I forgot to look it up on break.
1: You got to sass it. That's what we're talking. about. That was about. Yeah. one second, dude. No, that was like five no. minutes. Of that. Yeah, there was a lot. It there was, was too more much. than that. Too much. <laughs> <laughs>
2: But he walks back to his house just in time to see Mike leaving and getting in his car. Inside, he takes a bunch of food out of the fridge, and we hear Heidi tell him that Mike was here and ask why he left the clinic. Looking into the corner of the room, Billy imagines Heidi and Mike passionately making out. The vision disappears.
1: That is too much. <laughs> yeah,
0: I didn't understand.
2: I was like, so is that what happened
0: or is that just you having like thinking some shit i don't
1: and why are we seeing it
2: <laughs> that, yeah because that's, the, well, that's why i asked yeah. because we have uh, to know that this is what billy is thinking <laughs> happened
1: no we isn't it enough what's insinuated yeah i i think so you don't need to be like yeah. that, remembering <laughs> thing. i don't know it's fucking ridiculous dude <laughs>
2: Heidi has to call his name to get his attention, but he finally snaps back. She reminds him that they all care about him, and so does Linda, but Billy just says that the people at Glassman can't help him. Heidi says that if they can't help him, who can? Billy, palming a huge piece of meat and eating it with his bare hands, tells Heidi that he went to see Hopley, and he tried to give him his gun, but he wouldn't take it. Heidi is glad that he didn't, but Billy says that maybe he should have. He heard a gunshot after he left, and he proposes that maybe Hopley saw a rat in the corner, but he doesn't think so. He says that Lemke cursed him, too. He starts to mention his face, but Heidi yells, interrupting him, begging him not to bring up the curse again. Billy hurls the meat at her, <laughs> yelling back. I couldn't believe he, he did that.
1: <laughs> I thought yeah. he threw it towards the stove. I don't. Yeah, that's what I. Uh, but the way that it's cut is, yes. it's like, look, we can only throw this meat once. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> spent a lot of money at Boston Market, so we got. Wow.
2: <laughs> <laughs> like I don't understand. But he yells, what the hell else could it be? He yells in her face, his mouth full of food and food on his lips. He tells her that he's not on a diet. He's been eating 12,000 calories a day and he's still losing weight. Very intensely, he tells her that he is being erased.
1: It's pretty cool.
2: I thought it was a really good
1: line. Uh, clean your mouth. Yeah. So that was really. nasty. It was real nasty. Yeah. I can't even like, I don't even want to be on the other end. You, we don't the other gonna, end? Yeah. <laughs> we would have to get a stand in to do this. I'm not going to stand there for I'll this. I'll be in my trailer. <laughs> yeah, that's disgusting.
2: In the next scene, Billy and Mike are leaving Hopley's funeral. Heidi walks behind them. Quietly, Mike asks what about Glassman because they keep calling him. Billy tells him to forget Glassman, but Mike grabs him, telling him sternly that Heidi told him about the curse thing. Be like, you and Heidi talk a lot, huh? Yeah. Snidely, Billy says she tells you a lot, doesn't she? He presumes that she's whispering little secrets in his ear. Heidi is right behind them, watching this entire exchange. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <She's> Nothing. <snapping. laughs> Mike asks what that is supposed to mean. And Billy tells him that all he needs to remember is that it's not a thing. The curse is a fact. He invites him to ask Rossington. Mike says that Heidi told him about that too. So he called Lita. Lita said that Rossington has skin cancer. So they're treating him at the Mayo Clinic. Mike insists that Billy is running out of time and Billy agrees. In two weeks, he won't even be able to use the bathroom by himself. Mike tells him that that's why he needs to go back to Glassman, but Billy disagrees. That's why he needs to find the Limkeys. He walks off, and Heidi immediately rushes to Mike and grabs his arm, asking if he sees what she's talking about now. And I gotta say, this is not a good look, Heidi.
1: No, it's very funny because he's like you know, whispering all the secrets in your ear, and then he gets in <laughs> the car. Yeah,
3: <laughs> immediately. Uh, like,
2: yeah, it, it doesn't look it's a, no it doesn't <laughs> waste no time, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> But Mike agrees that he thinks he's in trouble. He grabs Heidi's arm and leans in close, whispering that Billy is being irrational and he starts to offer her advice. But from his car, Billy sees his wife standing with Mike, their hands clasped together and talking closely. With a scowl, he peels out.
1: So I did want to say very quickly where we see them coming out of the church at the beginning of the scene. Mm -hmm. It's very deceptive. I learned on commentary that they wanted to film at this church, but the church saw the content of the film and <gasps> wouldn't let them. What? So what they did was they built a false staircase outside of the church and just filmed there.
2: That is hilarious.
1: <laughs> and with the church in the background, it doesn't even matter. Oh, yeah. I bet that
2: pissed them the fuck off. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, we won't film at your yeah. church. <laughs> like, why are you so shifty? <laughs> yeah. Shifty eyes, shifty eyes. <laughs> At a diner, Detective Devers, played by Ed Wheeler, presents a photo of Limkey to Billy and provides him with his name. He says he's the father of the woman that Billy hit with his car. Billy is in disbelief. "Father? Mm-hmm. Suzanne had to be 75 or 80." But Devers counters that Limkey is 106. He points at pictures of Gina and Gabe, identifying them as Limkey's great-granddaughter and her husband. Billy is still in disbelief, but Deaver says that Limkey claimed to be 29 when he came to this country in 1917 and invites him to do the math himself. For some reason, after he says this, there's a random cash register sound. I know that they're at a diner, but it literally sounded like like the Venmo sound. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Because it sounds so piped in. It was yeah. hilarious It me. probably
1: wasn't like, oh, we don't have enough in my environment sound. Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> Put it, in Press the it in. A button. Yeah, yeah, it sounded really funny. But he takes out his map, saying that he tracked them to Raintree, then Milford, then a town he's never heard of. He says they're headed up the main coast, but they're always at Bar Harbor at the end of the season. He suggests that Billy just wait for them there. But with his mouth full of food, Billy says that he doesn't have that much time.
1: I do want to say as far as setting up characters for future introduction mm-hmm. they did a pretty good job with this private investigator yes yeah it was just a small throwaway line yeah mm-hmm. and it's like oh well that's how he knows this guy yeah, yeah. when really you could just show him talking to anybody it doesn't matter yeah but i thought it was uh but
2: it was an extra yeah yeah billy returns home and looks angrily at the car already parked in front of his house with the vanity plate doc mike oh come on <laughs> <laughs> it's too much at it's this point that's a lot He opens the door and hears Mike tell Heidi that he has the order and all she has to do is sign it. Heidi is reluctant, but Mike assures her that it's what's best for both of them. Billy sees them in the living room, Mike holding Heidi's hands while they rest in her lap. Heidi asks if they do take legal action, what's he going to do when he finds out? Billy rounds the corner and asks, what kind of legal action? Heidi and Mike freeze and Mike takes his hands off of Heidi's legs. Here's the thing. If when I walk in a room, you have to adjust your position, you know you're doing something that you shouldn't be fucking doing.
0: That's my note. He sure does like to hold that other man's wife's hand He sure lot. does.
2: But you know what I think it is,
1: is I feel like it is very one-sided. Because she didn't okay. move at all.
0: No,
3: no, no, no she no. didn't.
2: She yeah, didn't. yeah, that's what I'm saying. And we we talked off Mike about how it for me. I'll, I go back and forth uh-huh. on um, whether this is happening or not, especially things that we see later. But I did say that either he is getting in there or yeah. he's trying to get in there.
1: Yes. You yeah. could say it a million different ways.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, which, I mean. You know my opinion yeah. of decorum. <laughs> <laughs> that <laughs> I was decorum. Very clear. Yeah. <laughs> this is the test.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Look, all I'm saying is that um, he, he just has a guilty vibe.
2: Oh, the yeah. The doctor? Yes. yes. Yeah,
0: he does. He she, does.
1: She seems to... She was being comforted, it seems. And she was showing concern at the funeral.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, I get that. But again, my thing is this. Why are you so comfortable around this man? Why is that... It, the whole thing is weird. Even if you don't pull away to make it look like you're not doing something... Like if you're doing something bad... Why are you still allowing this dude to continue to hold your hands like that every time we see them together, he's holding he her hands.
2: <laughs> every it's time it's also kind of a red flag in a monogamous relationship when if something is wrong with you and your partner, you immediately call the same person every single time. Yes. That's that's a red yes. flag. Yeah. Okay, that's, she that's, she's yeah. got this motherfucker on speed yep. dial. <laughs> I'm just saying.
1: I will say that. Holland said that he talked it over with Stephen King about the ambiguity of this possibility, uh-huh. and it's never explicitly stated. No, and it's, it's not on purpose. But okay, in, in okay. the fact
2: that the state that Billy is in, he could be extremely paranoid. Well, he was just hallucinating the last night. Yeah. yeah, he was hallucinating last night. <He hallucinating. was. laughs> and the fact that he is he in his mind blames her for what happened. Yeah. Right. So I mean, I think that on one hand, it is kind of a scapegoat situation, maybe setting us up to accept something that happens later on. On, that we should not be accepting you know what yeah. i mean mm-hmm. but um I, I don't know i think that mike is a fucking
1: he's a weasel he's a lizard yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> see he's a snake
2: but mike stands up and tells him the kind of legal action that would force him to return to glassman before it's too late billy gives a small smile and says that he'll go back Heidi rushes to him and says that she's so happy, but Billy just looks her up and down, then glances at Mike. Still smiling, he walks away. We cut to Billy driving and eating Doritos. He loves Doritos. <laughs> I
1: think his film was sponsored by Doritos. Yes. Yes. Yeah, no shit.
2: <laughs> his voice narrates a letter he left for Heidi. Dear Heidi, I'm going after Lemke. The old guy knows what I did, but not what you did. And that frees you up to believe the curse is all in my head. Unfortunately, that's a luxury I no longer have, but I'm going to work it out. In the meantime, if there's anything going on between you and Dr. Mikey, end it immediately. Billy.
1: So here's the thing for me is that he's basically saying you deserve to be cursed too. One thousand percent. that's not cool.
2: Like it's it's (laughs) a... It's it's fucked up. Yeah. yeah, like he resents her and blames her for all of this. Mm-hmm. When you were once again, T, please, 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 no, <laughs> well, uh, hold on though. <laughs> hey, I
0: get it. She she initiated it <laughs> So, again...
2: But I, even when I, she stopped, he was like, no, 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 come uh, on. No,
0: I, I get it, but again, she did. They're, they both, look, they both made a mistake. They did. That was it. They did. There doesn't need to be any blame. There doesn't need to be any... This is your, you should be cursed too. No, yeah. dude, but y'all... But that's literally, that's, what, he's it
2: yeah. up, that's it literally what he's saying. It is, straight up. That's it literally is. what he's saying. It is, but I'm like... That is real wild, dude. Yeah, don't do that, dude. That's
3: your wife. Don't, yeah, don't
2: do that. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy as fuck. Right? You should be losing weight <laughs> with me. <laughs> That's wild. <laughs> but Billy tracks down the remains of a camp. The Limke family, though, is long gone. As he turns to head back to his car, he sees a sign on the fence for Quigley Realty. This was smart. Yeah. Yeah. He goes to Quigley Realty, where he meets a very friendly Biff Quigley, played by Peter Maloney. He asks Billy if he minds telling him why he wants to know where they went, but Billy tells him that he does mind. Biff backs off immediately, allowing that a man's reasons ought to be his own, but it's still going to cost him $800. Billy is confused, but Biff continues. The $800 isn't for the info. The info's free. The $800 is for the info he doesn't give his wife and doctor. He takes a missing persons poster out of his desk and hands it to Billy. It's a picture of Billy as he looked when we met him with the word missing and a boast of a $5,000 reward in red around it. The men stare each other down until Billy asks if Biff takes travelers' checks. With a smile, Biff nods. Now, <laughs> I don't know where he got the eight hundred. Thank you. Yeah. Um, even forty five hundred, you know? Yeah. Like anything I'm coming in under, you know, whatever. Um, or five thousand. Yeah. If I but... turn you in, I get this. You give it to me and I'll keep my mouth shut. Yeah. It is wild to me that Mike had the fucking nerve to put his own information on that flyer. Yeah, because he said your wife and doctor.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> the whole ass wanted poster or missing
2: that's her. Yeah, dude, that's a lot. She got that letter and was like, "Print him up," because yeah. he was driving here when he wrote when he was reading the letter. Don't you have to be missing for like, or is that not that, even true? No, that's, that's a lie. not true. Where did that come from? Podmore and PSA. The forty eight you... hours thing is bullshit, and do not fucking listen to it. And what a wild arbitrary yeah. thing to do. Yeah. yeah. Um and hello, the first 48. Yeah. Stupid asses. It's
1: the most important time.
2: Anyway, that always makes me so mad. <laughs> but uh yeah, they 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 did that. <laughs> did you like how I came to the realization
1: mid You're like, oh no, <laughs> you don't that's a lie.
2: <laughs> don't fall for it. Later, Billy pulls into a parking garage and sees a flyer for a fair taped to a post, boasting that the family will be their fortune telling. Carnival music plays and Billy quietly tells the flyer, gotcha. He goes to the fair that night and quickly finds them. I was like, damn. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Lemke sits in a chair and Gina calls out to the crowd, promising that the old man knows everything. Billy approaches and Limkey calls out to him, telling him not to bother to step on the scale because he can tell his weight from right here. One, five, nine, right? And next week, it'll be one, four, three. And the week after that, he starts to laugh and says, whew, we don't like to think about that, do we? God,
1: damn. A joyous
2: <laughs> and wheezy laugh explodes from him. He truly is doing what he loves. And I love that <laughs>
1: I'm working a day in his life.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Gina offers him consolation, telling him that she's sorry, but he loses. She reaches behind her to the prize dolls and considers one that looks like Rossington, but with cracked and scaly skin before deciding on one that looks like a gaunt and skeletal Billy in a suit. She plucks it down and tells him that he can have a prize anyway before tossing it to him. I was like, this is wild. (laughs)
1: yeah as this was continuing i was like guess your weight is really on the nose Mm -hmm. i was like what's going on yeah yeah
2: he catches it still not saying a word but when gina pulls out her slingshot and yells he drops the doll and runs away through the crowd gina follows him and limke stays behind continuing to laugh his ass off
0: (laughs) all those dolls were just them
2: yeah yes. that, <laughs> that was, was all of fucking
1: hilarious <laughs> that was another <laughs> thing <what>
2: was <laughs> <Yeah>. like, this, <laughs> this is a lot can yeah. you imagine just being a person winning that doll and being like what the fuck and
1: that kind of lends to some, obviously what happened yeah yeah but i was thinking i was like it would have been cooler if it were just a wall of all these different victims yeah, yeah. that would have been way better just a history yeah
2: Gina literally chases Billy out of the fair, where he nearly collides with the car. But the car comes to a screeching halt, and it's Rossington behind the wheel, his face in dry, cracked, splintered plates. He calls Billy an idiot and tells him to get in. Gina finally catches up and fires, breaking Rossington's back window. Billy immediately gets in the passenger seat and Rossington speeds off chunks of his face oozing blood and literally falling off. Rossington asks if Billy is ready because they're going to get the bastard. He speeds down the road and Billy asks what he's doing. Rossington screams that he's saving him. Isn't that what he wants?
1: I did like the look of his face falling apart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The only thing that sucks is that in the next shot, his face is back to normal. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> it's
1: like, let it ooze, man. Come on. Yeah, on it was cool. nasty. Yeah.
2: He's still speeding and coming toward them as a semi with Lemke still laughing behind the wheel. This is when I was like, hold oh, okay. on. <laughs> because I did not remember this part.
1: No. Like,
2: yeah. is that weird? It's like I blocked this whole part out.
1: I remembered his face. Yeah, Yeah. I
2: remember that.
0: But but that's it. Yeah, that was literally it.
2: The vehicles approach each other at top speed on a bridge, and when Billy tries to open the door and get out, Rossington drives along the side of the bridge so he can't. Rossington (laughs) screeches to a stop in the middle of it, letting the semi hit it on the driver's side. Rossington is immediately struck motionless. (laughs) i'm sorry no dude it's so funny
3: (laughs) it's literally
1: it's the cut is too quick yeah and so he's barely even made contact and he's just out (laughs) that's all he needed i think he was dying already oh yeah (laughs) (laughs)
2: he had one hp (laughs) that was it that was it (laughs) as sparks fly and a fire engulfs the side of the car Approaching them from the other side now is a school bus, again with Limke behind the wheel. Billy screams, his hands pressed up against the window as the school bus speeds toward him. Suddenly, Billy wakes up drenched in sweat in his hotel room. He grabs the phone as he tries to catch his breath and punches in Lita's number. When she answers, he asks to talk to Rossington. Lita says that she's sorry, but Carrie can't come to the phone right now because yesterday he drove his Lincoln into a gas truck.
1: You've buried the lead here, first of all.
2: <laughs> yeah. You can't yeah. say
1: that. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, Carrie can't come to the phone right now. He exploded last night. Yeah. You, can't, <laughs> <laughs> you can't do that. You can't fucking do that.
2: With a chuckle, she tells him it's kind of a happy ending because he always wanted to be cremated. I was like, oh, she's gone.
0: Yeah, I've got to joke about it. You've
2: got you to laugh through it. As he lowers the phone from his face, Billy offers the widow a quiet apology.
1: I did want to say before we move on about this nightmare, Mm -hmm. a very cool thing I learned from the commentary about the production, Yeah, the carnival was not built from the ground up or anything by the production. They literally just hired a carnival company in Maine and just had them set up
2: how cool <laughs> all right
1: just so they could film that and it would worked. be cool yeah i
2: love the the setting we don't get oh, to yeah. stay there for very yeah. long but it is a very it is really cool
1: yeah there are like maybe three or four shots in the film that really are pretty remarkable to me mm-hmm. one of the shots is him standing in front of the ferris wheel lights okay, oh yeah. yeah and then there's a few other just scenic shots of maine that look really nice yeah yeah but um I wanted to highlight the carnival because I thought that was incredible. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That would be cool.
0: Hell, to yeah. Be like, hey, look, we got to go set up. What? Yeah. <laughs> like, <yeah>.
1: <laughs> One <laughs> night yeah. only. Yeah.
0: Get yeah. there. There's
2: cameras and everything. Lights. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's that would badass. be hell, yeah.
2: But Billy drives out to the pier to see that the fair is already being taken down. When he sees the Seven Seas Lounge and Bar across the street, he heads inside. He hands the photo of Limke to a man at the bar, giving his name and asking if he's seen him. This man doesn't reply, but further down the bar, Flash Enders, played by Robert Fitch, goes, Taddy Limke? I was like, he has a nickname? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Billy goes over to him, but Flash looks horrified. He looks at the photo and says that he knew he was around. Billy superfluously asks if he knows him, and Flash asks how he could forget him with the cancer in the middle of his face. He says that he hasn't seen him since he worked a Ferris wheel 10 or 20 years ago, but he knew he'd seen him last night. 10 or 20 is a big. That's a gap.
1: <laughs> that's yeah. a really big gap.
2: <laughs> he tells him what he said to him, mimicking Limke's voice. Hey, Flash, where's that pretty little wife of yours? Well, don't matter. You'll see her soon.
1: I feel like we could have done without the impression. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially with what you're saying. It's, yeah. it's yeah. a little odd. He's like, listen to this shit. I've been practicing. <laughs> like,
2: Can you fucking believe this? He grabs Billy and confides that his wife has been dead for five years and Lemke knew it. Billy asks if he saw where they went when they left. Flash didn't, but he says that he heard them on Route 27, then North on 1. Flash drinks from his beer and Billy thanks him gratefully before turning to leave. Flash stops him and tells him to be careful because Limpy will chew him up and swallow him down. He's like, well, the last time I got swallowed down, it ended. All <laughs> <Yeah>. right. <laughs> <laughs> it Jesus. did end back. It but, started all this yeah.
0: mess. <laughs> I, I do though want to say that for me meeting this dude and hearing his story, you're, I kind of don't care about these other people now either. You're making this old man sound like a dick. Horrible, yeah. Yeah, he doesn't <laughs> sound
2: like a good person either. Yeah. So who I, am I supposed to be taking sides here with? I think he kind of nailed it earlier when he said that there are no heroes here. <laughs> yeah, Some people are just I, less bad than yeah. other people.
1: I, felt, I feel like it would work better if it were a little more good, you know, yeah. to wear the bad side is kind of the person we're following yeah yeah
2: and he is
1: and he is he but is, also to make then, him an asshole see, yeah that's, that's what
2: i that that's kind of an issue that i had watching it now is i'm like are we supposed to think that billy is good
1: we shouldn't yeah no i
2: don't yeah like i don't yeah. i think that he's a piece of shit too and then later on the like ultimate ending he's awful
1: yeah and the difficulty is what we will talk about in a bit about the test audiences
2: yeah okay yeah so it's just it's (laughs) it's confusing to me because i feel like i mean you don't necessarily need this person's good and this person's bad but i wonder if the motivation here is that billy is the good guy because he's not like he's terrible yeah, no. because the way that they keep framing this family as they were stealing and they did this and he said my wife and my wife <laughs> is dead like yeah. we're just like more and more they're horrible too mm-hmm. so it's like it's it's weird mm-hmm. it's, it's weird yeah i still sympathize with them more of course than well, the, yeah. the people that made this conspiracy of against them yeah. you know whatever <laughs> But outside, Billy uses a payphone to call home. Linda answers, and Billy is emotional at the sound of her voice. He asks when she got back. She's happy to hear from him and says that she got back yesterday, but that Heidi is really upset. He asks where her mom is now, and Linda reports that Heidi is in the kitchen with Mike.
1: (laughs) Her next line made me laugh out loud. (laughs) She goes,
2: Billy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Billy asks what Dr. Mikey's doing there. And Linda spills. Oh, he's been here a lot.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Again. What am I supposed to it's think? It's not here? a good look. No. It's not a good look.
1: Oh, he hasn't left. Since. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> He's actually <laughs> sleeping in the. It's weird. Yeah, it's, it's strange.
1: Weird. It's strange.
2: Heidi picks up the other phone asking if it's Billy on the other end and Billy's face immediately sours. Heidi says that she's been talking to Mike and Billy immediately hangs the phone up angrily yelling, bitch. He says that it's all her fault. I'm like, dude, he hates her. What? All? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. He is, you, it's the accountability. It's the lack of accountability for me because in court, you obviously didn't take any responsibility for what you did. Mm -hmm. But even within the, the, your marriage and the fact that y'all were the only two people in the car that know what really happened, Mm -hmm. even there, you're not taking accountability.
1: Yeah. No, it's, Hey, who is uh, jog my memory? Who was staring up at the car roof in cartoonish ecstasy? Was it? Yeah, I <laughs> don't think it was. Hiding. When they should have been operating a motor vehicle. No, <laughs>
0: she was looking
1: at the floor in- and. <laughs> <laughs> she
2: wasn't driving. Yes.
1: No, she wasn't. She wasn't driving. She was distracting. Passenger. <laughs> passenger.
2: <laughs> that night, Billy stops his car in a road before walking into the woods. There, he finds the Limkeys' camp. He walks straight into it, drawing attention from the people he passes. Finally, Gina and Gabe confront him at the center next to a bonfire. Limke is not far behind them. Gina screams, shame on him. She tells him that he killed her mama. She asserts that he's a demon and that they should kill him. Billy asks if that's what he is to them. A demon? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Dude. You're a monster. <laughs> He raises his shirt, revealing his concave chest and stomach and his visible ribs, imploring that she look at him. Gina only spits at his feet between her forked fingers and yells at him and Romani. She turns back to her husband and Limpy places a reassuring hand on her shoulder for a moment before stepping to Billy. He tells him that she called him the white man from town. This garners chuckles from the crowd, but Limke tells him flatly, you've got no business with us, white man from town, and we've got no business with you.
1: Wouldn't the crowd have understood it before Limke translated? Yeah. yeah, but
2: they're like, oh shit, he told him. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe he told In him. In your face, white man from town. <laughs> but Limke tells him to go away. He turns and Gina starts to lead him away, but Billy calls out that he's not done. He tells Limke that his daughter ran out between two parked cars and he just couldn't see her. Limke asks why he wasn't watching. He tells him emphatically, you never see us. This was a lot.
1: That, yes, I literally just, I wrote bold statement. Yes. Yeah. Because there could be some commentary built into that. Absolutely. Right my only thing is he did see you
0: he noticed you guys before he went in the fucking courthouse he even said it looked like fun he did he did he did he did but
2: I feel like it's more of a statement on Billy's people not just Billy yeah
0: I get it but
2: I mean the fact why would you come here why would you come here asking I don't even know if he's asking for forgiveness I think he's just like look fix me but and be like look your daughter fucking she was running and like why would you start with that it's,
1: yeah. it's because yeah. he still can't face what happened. Yes, yeah. but
2: why did you even come here then?
1: To get the curse lifted? Because I'm. Yeah. Not- <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That's the whole movie. Yeah, that's yeah. the whole point. <laughs> you, you wrote I'm the not- script. <laughs> yeah. I'm
2: not taking accountability, but also give me what I want.
1: <laughs> wow. I mean. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't want my actions to have consequences. No,
1: and I don't want to admit this shit. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Just make with the curse cure <laughs> lifted. <laughs> But he waves Billy away with a scoff. But when he turns, Billy mimics it and gets his attention again. Billy asks if he thinks that doing this to him is going to get his daughter back because he doesn't think so. He says that Hopley and Rossington are both dead and that didn't bring her back. Limke tells him that justice isn't about bringing back the dead. Justice is about Justice. He says that his friends, the policeman and the judge made sure nothing happened to him and kept him safe. But he made sure that something happened to them. That's justice. Billy says that Limke knows as much about justice as he knows about turbine engines. It's like, dude, All he doesn't right. know what no. you know. Yeah. <laughs> like, do you work for an airline? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Right, if you're- I bet you don't did. even know about turbine
3: <laughs> engines. He doesn't know <laughs> you.
2: <laughs> he yells at him to take the fucking curse off of him. Lemke steps right up to his face and promises that he will never take it off. He will die with it in his mouth. The rest of the family watches on, but Billy doesn't say anything. It's not until Lemke turns around that Billy falls to his knees and clutches onto his arm. Others start toward him, but Gabe and Lemke wave them away. Billy apologizes sincerely, admitting that it was all his fault. He asked that Limke please take it off before this goes any further. I was a little surprised. Yeah. I expected him to be like, Look, my wife, Heidi, she's the one yeah. who. <laughs> <laughs> she's a real bitch. <laughs> <laughs> this is all her fault. <laughs> she did. That's what he said.
1: He did. He shouldn't have said it.
2: No. But Limke only tells him to get out or he'll make it worse. He'll make it so much worse that he'll think he blessed him the first time. He pushes Billy off of him onto the ground and tells him, like this. I was like, oh, oh shit. Oh, dude, <laughs> run away. Run away. <laughs> he waves his hand and shakes his clenched fist in the air, blood dripping from his palm and between his fingers. Billy only watches from the ground as Limke turns, weakened, and starts to walk with the aid of Gina and Gabe. He tired himself out. <laughs> Billy gets to his feet and says that he'll leave, but first he's going to curse him. He vows to curse Limkey and everyone else he sees by the light of the fire, the curse of the white man from town. Limke, like me, doubles over with his wheezing <laughs> laugh, and everyone joins him. I was like, Billy, this is not, the, this no. is not it.
1: You can't just do that. <laughs> this
2: is not <laughs> it. <laughs> Billy laughs with them, nodding along and inviting them to laugh now and cry later. His yelling makes the laughter die out, and he thrusts a finger toward Limke, asking him if he wants to see what the white man from town can do when he puts his mind to it. He raises his hand to the sky, palm open, and warns Limke to take the curse off of him before he can start. With a scream, Gina drops to a knee and shoots her slingshot, blowing a hole in the middle of Billy's hand. He falls to the ground. How embarrassing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is just not going the way you wanted it to. What a powerful <laughs> curse. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, I'm so scared. <laughs> she screams at him and Romani before telling him in English to leave this camp, calling him a murdering bastard. She backs up, immediately comforted by Limke and Gabe. Billy gets back to his feet and clenches his injured fist, squeezing blood onto the ground. He says, The curse of the white man from town is on you, pal. Mm. Pal, that's, mm. that's great. <laughs> <laughs> He says that they don't write about it in books, but it's on them.
0: I feel like she could have done that without screaming. The scream
2: is part of it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't, think, can she can it pull, I don't <laughs> think she can pull the slingshot
0: back without it. You can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not going to lie. I don't like Billy, but I do enjoy this threat because he's taking again what they're doing to him. And he's like, okay, he's trying. You're, he's well, trying. He's <laughs> trying. Yeah. yeah. But again, I mean, we can say that now, but later we do find out. I mean, he, yeah, yeah no, I mean,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah so, you got to give I him mean, that. It's a different method.
2: Yeah. But it's effective. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bleeding profusely back in his hotel room, Billy is weak. When he calls Janelli, he admits that he's not doing so good and he needs a doctor. Janelli tells him that he'll have someone to him by morning. He admits that it won't be a doctor, but it'll be close.
1: See, this is the call that makes sense to Janelli. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The one before, not so much. Yeah.
2: That morning, Billy is visited by Doctor Fander, played by Sean Hewitt. The credit. The credit is Doctor and. Quotes. wow like allegedly <laughs> he lifts billy's hand so that he can look through the hole in the center of his palm he's like ball bearing huh he admits that this is a first for him and billy agrees this kind of pain is a first for him too Fander tells him that he worked with cadavers in med school that looked better than him. Thank you thank you very much. <laughs> wow. Yeah. He takes out a bottle of potassium tablets. He says they're his, but Billy clearly needs them more than he does. Swathed in a blanket. Billy weakly asks if they'll do anything for the pain. And Fander is like, Nope. He says they will prevent him from going into cardiac arrest though. He advises Billy that if this is a diet, he has his permission to come off of it. Now He starts to leave, but stops, telling Billy to expect a visitor in the morning. But when Billy asks who, Fander only tells him to take the medication and get some rest. He leaves, and Billy falls backward onto his bed.
1: I did learn on a featurette that that hand was completely mechanical.
2: Wow! Yeah, Yeah,
1: it had a hollow void in the middle, so you can get that shot, of course. But the fingers were operated individually by a mechanical... like a joystick basically Very That's nice. cool oh yeah yeah because it looks good it yeah does. it does it really does
2: the next day janelle knocks on billy's door and when billy answers wrapped in a blanket with his face drawn and gaunt janelle tells him that he should have called him sooner a lot sooner billy tells him that he didn't expect him to come himself but with a wink janelle tells him that he wouldn't have missed it for the world they head inside that night, Janelle calmly finishes a phone call but yells fuck the second he hangs up. He goes into the bathroom where Billy stands on a scale, a box of Nilla wafers in one hand. Janelli comes behind him and pulls off his robe and they both watch as the number on the scale adjusts to 125. Jesus. The bone's even more evident in his face and chest now. Billy sadly asks him, who was I kidding? He closes his eyes as Janelle puts his robe back on. He asks if Billy ever heard of something called committal in absentia. Of course, Billy has. It means when someone is committed to a mental hospital without being examined. He starts by saying it's usually invoked when someone runs off. And then he realizes why Janelle asked him. Janelli can barely meet his eyes. And Billy understands that Mike couldn't have done it without Heidi. He damns them both.
1: I don't know why he is surprised or upset. When he literally yeah. walked
2: in on them talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: And then he ran away. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I mean. And there's already missing poster signs yeah. out
1: there. Yeah. He's like, how dare they? I can't fucking believe this. You've seen he moved his shit in already,
2: dude.
1: was yeah. <laughs> 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 like, oh, he's been here since.
2: Oh, Daddy Mike? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He stares at his changed reflection in the mirror and Janelle gently asks if he thinks that Heidi and Mike might be Billy admits that he does think that he didn't want to believe it at first. But then one night he saw Mike's car pulling out of the driveway and Heidi said he had just stopped by. Billy collapses into coughs and Janelle comforts him. He says that by the time the order goes through, this will either all be over or Billy will be dead. If he makes it, though, he'll be able to deal with Heidi and Mike at his leisure. He leaves the room and Billy looks at his withered face in the mirror, promising Heidi that he will get her for this.
1: So before we talk about that whole thing, (laughs) I just wanted to talk about the makeup again. They had said that this was actually the thinnest makeup that they created for the film, Mm -hmm. but they actually worked backwards and started with this makeup and built upon it to give you what you saw at the beginning. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. Okay and they said that throughout the film he goes through 12 stages of weight loss yeah and so that's i i was kind of fascinated to think of all the subtle transitions yeah because mm-hmm. i didn't count 12
2: no Fuck no but that's what makes it so good yeah yeah i uh had read that they had plans for i guess around this point for his flesh to literally be hanging off of his bones and he's like rotting kind of yeah. but the producers said that it was too much
0: Uh, And that this was
2: they this was as far as they could push it basically. Just
0: to leave them all skeleton and shit. Yeah. Yeah. And shit. In (laughs) apostrophe
2: (laughs) shit. But Heidi.
1: Yeah, that's come on, dude. (sighs)
2: Again, though, if you if you take out the possibility of infidelity. Yeah. And you she's already doubled down on the fact that she does not believe in curses. This horrible thing happened. He's rapidly losing weight. He's not sick. He's run off. I mean, I can understand why she would be like. He needs. He needs help. He needs to be put here if he's not going to do it himself. Mm -hmm. Like you know, it's. She's trying to help, and he's like, "Fuck (laughs) that." It's it's (laughs) when you you put
1: it like that. It only makes it a million times worse. You know, I'm just just saying they'll
2: rue the day. (laughs) They tried to save my life. <laughs> but that night, Janelli drives down to the camp with Billy lying weakly in the passenger seat. Janelli stops the car and Billy asks him, You're not actually going to hurt anyone, are you? Janelli says that he's not, but he also says that if Billy is asking for his help, he doesn't get to ask that question again. Before Billy can respond, Janelli gets out of the car and when he closes the door, dogs at the camp begin to bark. I feel like we keep getting these glimpses of Billy. Where we're supposed to be like, oh, he is a good guy. Yeah. And that was one of them. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you've done, you've mm. kind of gone too far. Yeah. Like, you're not going to bring it back with, you're not actually going to kill that <laughs> <Yeah>. guy, right? <laughs> it's like, no, man, no. But Janelli sneaks onto the property where the dogs are kept in cages, hunched like a cartoon villain in a hat and coat. <laughs> Janelli asks the dogs. <laughs> he asks the dogs. Who wants a little strychnine? Like, I couldn't believe it. Yeah,
0: that's a lot, dude. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> Leave the dogs alone.
2: Yes. Yeah, You know what I mean? They're fine. What did they do? Yeah, they didn't do Literally anything. Literally nothing. They have nothing to do with this. He tosses the poison at the dogs and tapes a note to the door of one of the cages. White man from town says, take it off. Afterwards, Janelle pulls into a gas station and makes his way over to the other car parked in front of it. Behind the wheel is Frank Spurton, played by Josh Holland, fast asleep. Janelli wakes him up, identifying him as the money fairy, and Frank rolls his window down. Janelli asks Frank's name and calls him by his first and last before pulling a wad of cash out of his shirt pocket. I thought that. Spurton was waiting he- here for him that this was like a plan yeah, me yeah. Too. but he just grabbed a random guy like yeah. this guy yeah. was just here
1: i do want to point out that this is tom holland's son
2: i read Very holland nice. and i knew it yeah. was something yeah. excited frank gets out of the car quietly telling him that he won't do anything that goes on video and while Janelli tells him that that's a good policy that's not what he had in mind he tells him that if the camp down the road leaves just give him a call Flirtatiously, Frank asks him what name he should ask for in case someone else should answer. But Janelli hands over the money and playfully tells him not to worry. He will be the one answering. He heads back over to his car and Frank peers through the window at Billy's ghoulish figure looking even more shrunken than earlier. Billy looks back at him and they drive away. He's like, What the <laughs> fuck? Dude, don't. <laughs> he's staring at him in the eye. Yeah. Um, Is that a
1: fucking corn <laughs> <husky laughs> right? Riding, <laughs> riding passenger? How are you doing that? And How are you doing that?
0: <laughs> and I, 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 I see you, baby boy. I like it. Saying. But that's probably not the safest place to set up shop. No, it's not. Maybe don't just hang out there waiting.
2: I was a little worried about him i do i did really appreciate though that this is the fucking 90s yeah and this uh, there was no sneer no commentary no disparaging remarks nothing about i guess the sex work yeah Mm -hmm. i i was like okay yeah like i really appreciated that
1: no they're just reserving that for
2: for the family yes (laughs) (laughs) they're like look we're maxed out (laughs) we can't do do anything else no more slurs as
1: insensitive as we can be yeah Yeah.
2: (laughs) we used it all up but Janelli is smiling as they drive down the street and nearly lying down in his seat billy asks him if he likes this Janelli asks him if he's kidding before confirming that he fucking loves it gang gang The next morning, Frank calls the motel room phone to report that the Limkies are at a small farm off Route 92, but he thinks that they made him. Janelle cautions him to get the fuck out of there as soon as he can and to lose his number. On his way from the payphone to his car, Frank drops his keys. When he bends down to pick them up, a shoe steps on it. When Frank looks up, he's greeted by the smiling faces of Gina and Gabe Limke. Back at the motel, a delivery boy played by Alilan Ruggiero drops off packages and scurries away. Billy is still watching at the door when the van takes off and sees that Frank's car is parked behind it and it is vandalized. Janelli is pleased when he opens one of the packages to reveal a rifle, I think.
0: AK. AK.
2: Okay. Um, <laughs> oh, AK. <laughs> nah. um, but when he turns around excitedly to tell Billy, he sees that Billy has already started walking outside. He follows him up to the car where the words white man from town have been written repeatedly in white paint. They cautiously approach the driver's side door where Frank sits dead. His eyes are gouged and the head of a rooster sticks out of his mouth. Written in blood plainly on his forehead is only one word. Never. Janelle and Billy eye each other fearfully and Billy ventures that he thinks it's time they moved on.
1: He's like, I left a piece of paper. Yeah.
2: Yeah. (laughs) This is. This is a lot, Robin. (laughs) That night at a new location, Janelli and Billy sit in low light, and Billy jumps when Janelli loads his AK. Yes. (laughs) He tells Janelli that this is getting out of hand, but Janelli tells him he's wrong. It's been out of hand ever since Limke touched him, but he's just the guy to put it back in hand. He says that they can't get away with what they did to that kid. He was a mook, but he was his mook. Richie the hammer. That's, <laughs> you know what this is? This is I'm trying to get a spin off behavior. Yeah. That's wild. I was a like, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, all right. Yeah. Yeah. He gets carried away. He starts to leave, but Billy quietly tells him, please don't. Janelle turns to look at him but Billy can't muster up any more resistance that night at their new camp everything is as usual they're hanging out dancing listening to music but the night takes a turn when Janelle sneaks up behind Gabe and bashes him in the head knocking him out. He puts duct tape over his mouth before moving on. After quietly and stealthily dispatching Gabe, he just takes out his AK and opens fire, spraying the family and the trailer. Holes are blown into it, and Limpy rocks inside when the tires are flattened. I thought we were gonna get some kind of stealth montage of him sabotaging yeah. shit or taking shit out. Um, no, not at all. No, mm-hmm. and again, this I, again, I'm the defender of this film, okay? this part i was like i don't like this at all no um i understand that Janelli is going to handle things in a different way mm-hmm. um than the family or even then billy would but this just doesn't uh, again like we talked about in doctor sleep where it's like all this supernatural shit is set up and then y'all are shooting each other <laughs> like i don't know it just it, it falls so flat maybe because i don't like guns it just really <laughs> it just it falls flat for me
0: i think for me the only thing is is that we've only seen two of them have powers this dude doesn't so he's no. got to use what he's got to use i mean i guess it, i feel like it'd be different if it was the other way around and they were shooting right. them. i would, then be mad. It would be like well hold <laughs> on you know what we're thinking how the fuck yeah yeah what
1: are you doing i think the thing that got me is why is janelle not involving any of his cohorts
2: that's a good question. Yeah, You're yeah, literally question.
1: in the mafia. Yeah. Well, he had them.
2: A, I didn't even think about that. He had them uh, overnight FedEx him. The AK. Oh, that's yeah. That's true.
1: That's <laughs> about it. And he's like, no, I can handle it.
2: Yeah. Don't worry about it.
1: But uh, meanwhile, kills like fucking no one.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> But Janelli continues to shoot, exploding cars, and Gina hides behind one, screaming. But the family takes out their own guns, firing back at him and riding toward him in a truck. This is egregious. Yeah. Yeah. Richie drops down behind his cover and leaves a note with Gabe. He tosses Gabe over the cover to his family, bound with the tape still over his mouth. Limke and Gina stand in front as the family opens fire on Gabe, believing him to be Janelli.
1: This makes no sense. No. He's clearly taped. Bound. Bound. Yep. I just don't get it at all.
0: That's what I thought, too. I would understand if maybe it was a little darker, but you can see him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You can see his hands are, like you said, bound or they're in the front, the back. Either way, you see, can't use them. Mm -hmm. Yep. Why would you do that?
1: Clearly not holding a gun. Yeah. No, no. Don't even put his jacket on him. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
2: Gabe's body jumps as he takes the shots, but he continues to stumble toward them until he drops to his knees and falls over. Gina screams and cries before running over to him and sobbing over his body. The family surrounds her, and one of the men tears the note off of Gabe's chest. There, written again in capital letters and stained with Gabe's blood, is the message. White man from town says take it off. Lemke looks contemplatively at the spot where Janelli once stood while Gina continues to cry the next morning okay <laughs> see
1: and this is literally where i'm like this is not even yeah. the same no, yeah. film <laughs>
2: <It's-> <laughs>
1: <laughs> these aren't even the same people <laughs>
2: <laughs> i will say i like janelle Yes. Uh it really takes a turn. I like his character. It really takes a turn when he gets involved. Yeah. I will give you that. You
1: know what they do for every spin-off is they do like a little pilot episode. <laughs> <laughs> like it's a ghost pilot where you don't realize that they're setting up the spin-off. Yes. Is that what this is? This is this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: The next morning, police are swarming the camp. Wearing glasses and a dark trench, Janelli approaches Gina. He identifies himself as Special Agent Anthony Stoner from the FBI, even presenting a badge. She is friendly to him, but he pulls out a picture asking if she's ever seen this man. It's Billy before his weight loss. She jumps to her feet, yelling that that pig killed her mama and her husband. She is sure that it was him here at the camp last night, but Janelle says that it wasn't him. They do think that he hired someone to make the attack and they have him in custody. I'm sorry, I'm already laughing no. because of a reveal <laughs> Oh
1: dude, it's so ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but for me here, this is where I was thinking, I was like, Gina's got supernatural powers she did right. she had yeah, yeah. She it's lost only them. it's only when yeah. she's in
2: fairview <laughs> 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 he asks if she would mind coming with him to identify him with a smug smile gina takes off the blanket that she was wrapped in ready to help Back at the house that they're, I guess, squatting in, Billy watches through the window as Janelli steps onto the property. He's in disbelief when he sees Gina walking behind him. He leads her into a shed, and when she realizes that his car is not here and tries to leave, Janelle stops her. He tells her that... <laughs> he tells her that he forgot to show her the picture of the man who attacked their camp. <laughs> <laughs> He presents to her his own mugshot. I come on. I fucking love that. I, I was like, yeah. I, <laughs> I busted
1: out laughing. I can't, I just can't. It, but it's that, like Richie the hammer on Fox. Yeah, it's like, yeah what? It, that's why it's so ridiculous. Why would you do that? I don't know. And he had it on him. He yeah, had no, it. it was
0: clearly a headshot.
1: <laughs> I just don't understand. On Fox. <laughs> He'll be cancelled after one season. Oh, will, yeah. it will, oh, yeah. I just don't I just don't get it.
2: <laughs> she screams that it was him and tries to run, but he grabs her and throws her to the ground. Surprisingly, he throws liquid in her face, telling her that it's acid.
0: Is that what he said or
2: what did he say he said here's acid in your face you fine ass bitch <laughs> I, didn't <gotta>
0: <laughs> I couldn't believe it no <laughs> what the fuck
1: i he's just escalating i don't yeah. understand. It's
2: like dude he's out Bam. of control where'd you get that from but at the bottom line here again not to kick billy while he's down this is a very dangerous man and yes. he should be in prison right now and he's not because of you
1: fair just yeah. you know Aww. this is
2: this is scary this is a lot where did you get that acid was that fedex too hey we don't ask those questions <laughs> i guess <laughs> not <laughs> she lays on the ground screaming and when billy hears it he starts to head that way Janelli cautions her that he'll kill her if she screams again and this quiets her with a smile he says that she's got a face full of soda pop and baking soda did she
1: seem more upset that it was that than it yeah, was? Yeah, she, she felt, she d- felt dumb.
2: <laughs> <laughs> she's like, she felt stupid. like,
1: oh my God. Did you, would you prefer <laughs> it? <Yeah, no>, she,
2: <laughs> she was like, oh, I was acting real dramatic. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> <She's> all... <laughs> 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 she screams and tries to attack him, but he slams her head into a ladder and she's back down. When he sees Billy in the doorway watching them, he yells at him to get the hell out of here. But that moment of distraction is enough for Gina to claw his face and try to run. He stops her again, slamming her against the wall. But when he readies his gun, Billy tells him to stop. Janelle tells her that she gets to live this time because his friend asked. But next time she's dead. With a smile, Gina says fuck them both and spits in Janelli's face. He knocks her to the ground and unscrews the lid off of a jar, promising her that this is the real deal. For proof, he spills some onto her sweater and smoke rises as the acid eats the fabric. He balances the jar on her head, telling her that unless she wants to cover her face for the rest of her life, she needs to hold very still. Terrified, she listens. He tells her to have Limke meet him at the lighthouse in two hours. He grabs Billy and leaves, unveiling the car hidden in the garage. So there was a car. Yeah. There was a car, just not for her. <laughs> Gina is able to carefully move the jar from her head and throw it to the ground. But just as she steps outside, Janelli and Billy pull off. She yells after the car, saying that Billy is a pig and he'll die thin. But Janelli will die first.
1: So this is something that has changed because of test audiences. Really? Yes, but we'll talk about it in just a little bit. Okay. okay.
2: Janelli pulls up to the lighthouse, promising Billy that Limke will meet him on the bench in about an hour. Huddled in his coat that swallows him now, Billy thanks him, but Janelli says that if he really wants to thank him, he'll get that old bastard. He opens Billy's door for him and Billy gets out, lumbering weakly over to the bench. Two kids throw a ball back and forth to each other and pay him no mind as he sits down. He's barely able to stay conscious and his face looks skeletal and worse than ever. Unable to control it any longer, Billy nods off.
1: I guess we'll talk about it right now. Um,
2: <laughs> <laughs> it
1: was supposed to be that Janelli is murdered. Oh, okay. They, I think they... Don't they shoot
2: him dead? I know in the book he is... Um, and Billy, when Billy goes back to his car, Janelli's cut off hands are in it. And then he hears on the news that uh, Janelle was shot dead mm-hmm. with the word pig written blood. On his forehead. Okay,
1: because they they filmed a death sequence for his character. Yeah, yeah. And I guess test audiences really liked Janelli, mm-hmm. and so they changed it.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, well, Janelli was a fucking madman. Yeah. Yeah. Like if, he, <laughs> He's if he got taken out, he let him get taken out. Yeah. <laughs> I'd probably
1: watch, uh, you know, maybe once a week, forty four minutes with commercials. Yeah. About- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> about Janelli, I think. <laughs> but um. That wasn't the only thing that was changed and we'll talk a little bit more.
0: Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I kind of like him. He's he is what he is and he lets you know that. And he's the only one. He's that <laughs> is he's true. the only one. He's
2: honest. That yeah. owns his shit. That's yeah. true. Um it is odd though we don't see him, hear from him, nope. hear of his fate, nothing. When he drops Billy off, that's it. He leaves. Yeah. That's it. But Limke wakes him up by pulling an eyelid open. He sniffs and tells Billy that his dreams smell bad to him. They stink. So he's like, <laughs> have you hurt me enough? <laughs>
3: yeah, <He's God>. all, <laughs> just crying on
2: the bench. <laughs> he asks Billy if he thinks he's still dreaming, but Billy doesn't answer. Limke presents him with a freshly baked pie. He asks if this looks like a dream to him. Brandishing a knife, he tells Billy that he killed his daughter and got off. Just for that, he deserves to die. So he cursed him. But now he has to do this so Janelli doesn't hurt Gina after they already killed her husband. He asks if he wants his little girl hurt too. Hmm. (laughs) Billy admits that he didn't want any of this. Limke tells him that to get rid of the curse, he has to give it to the pie first. He uses the knife to slit into the pie. He takes the hand that Gina blew the hole through. It's wrapped in a white bandage, but deeply stained with red blood in the center. Limke plunges the knife through the center of the stain. Billy reacts to the pain, but Limke continues, twisting the knife. He says that he can give the curse inside to someone else. He chants as he squeezes Billy's hand over the pie. The pie reacts to his blood, moving and bubbling underneath the crust.
1: The pie was also mechanical.
2: I thought it looked really cool. Yeah, it <laughs>
0: did. It scared me for a second. I was like, you gotta give it to the pie, and he cut it open. Give what like,
2: to the pie? Yeah, I was like, He's like, like, like look, the last time? <laughs>
1: yeah, come on now. Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> Wrong film. <laughs> yeah. Where a man makes it sweet with a pie. <laughs> But it does happen. It does <laughs> makes <laughs> <sense. laughs> <laughs> it. That's a pie.
2: <laughs> Bennett, yeah, no, yeah. That's, good, that's, good. <laughs> that's good. Finished now. Limke tells Billy that he's gonna start gaining his weight back fast. He says that someone needs to eat this pie soon, and whoever does eat it is gonna die quick and bad. He asks if Billy has someone in mind, and Billy answers coldly yes
1: unbelievable
2: yeah disgusted with billy Limke gets up from the bench he stands behind him and asks why he doesn't do right he implores him to eat his own pie he'll die thin but he'll die clean billy harshly tells Limke to get away from him because their business is done you ungrateful <laughs> little fuck. Yeah, I
1: just can't even believe this. Yeah.
2: And I'm sorry, but everything that
1: we've seen coming to this point in the film. Yeah. When it ends, because Limke is like, look, they put a hit out on my granddaughter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I I guess, you know, put your blood I, in this pie. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I guess there's only so much they can do against the mob. Yeah, After yeah, that, it's like so never, so mind. Gotta play the game. never mind. Never <laughs>
1: mind. That's why I'm like, just kill Janelli, yeah. right?
0: I mean, it just—it's so weird to well, me. But well, but if we learn from Goodfellas, you can't kill a made man,
2: and oh. we don't know. Yeah, that. that's true. That is true. But and if you kill Janelli then this erases all of this because they got nothing to be afraid of. Yeah, that's true. And then he'll yeah. he said he'll die with it in his mouth.
1: So he's just a specter hanging over them forever. Janelli.
2: <laughs> 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 is
1: that what Dan, is that <laughs> is that what richie the hammer's about <laughs> maybe i
2: won't tune in. Yeah. <laughs> tune in this friday at seven <laughs> limke turns back once more pleading with him die clean white man from town die clean without another word he turns and walks away we cut to linda talking to billy on the phone he assures her that he's still pretty thin but he's gonna be okay When we see him at the phone booth, he looks much better and there is strength to his voice again. He tells Linda that he's coming home tonight, but he wants it to be a surprise. He tells her to stay at her friend's house and she protests, but he insists. He says that there are things he needs to talk to her mother about and makes her promise that she won't be home. Linda finally does and Billy tells her, let me talk to your mother. Heidi takes the phone with Linda still listening in. She asks if that's him. And Billy just tells her that there are things he needs to do before he gets home. So he'll see her in a couple days. And then he just hangs up.
1: <laughs> Shouldn't Linda have been like, why are you talking about mom like that? Like, Yeah. Yeah. That sounds awful. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Are you mad at mom? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you he ran away. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's better immediately. Like you said. Oh, yeah. Immediately. Immediately. He told him it would be fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We see him finally returning home with the pie. He sets it on the counter and it starts to undulate. But Billy smiles and it stops. He finds Heidi asleep on the couch and he touches her face, bidding her, wake up, white woman from town. What
1: the fuck is this? Yeah, I don't know. That's him being
2: like, look, it was you two. If I'm white man from town, you're white woman from town. I'm telling you, he fucking hates his wife. (laughs) Now,
1: that's what it is right now. But later, it just becomes things that he likes to say. Yeah, (laughs) no shit. (laughs) I'm like,
2: really? (laughs) She jumps up and hugs him. But he tells her to be gentle until he's at least 140. When she says that she didn't expect him yet, he says he just couldn't wait to see her. He even brought her a present and it's on the kitchen counter. Heidi says she knows why he came home early and she knows what he's been thinking, too. But she swears to him that there's never been anything between her and Mike. And this here, I'm like, I believe you. Yeah. But wait. Billy says that they can talk about all that in the morning, but he's going to bed because he's exhausted. Heidi agrees and says that she'll go with him. But he tells her, no, it's early. He says to check out what he brought her because she'll like it. With a laugh, she says that he's starting to sound like his old, silly self. I don't know what he said that was silly, but, you know.
1: No, he sounded quite cryptic.
2: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He sounded like like your old, scary self. (laughs) 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 Ominous self. He tells her that he's starting to feel like his old, silly self. He tells her again to go see what he brought her. She leaves, and we hear her voice call out from the kitchen, asking if it's strawberry. He says that it is, and she says that that's her favorite. He says that he knows and he turns before heading upstairs coldly saying that getting evens also what it's all about you bitch really
1: <laughs> yeah like what the hell i don't know man I, just, I don't know and is that to answer what limke said like five I, days ago Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell are you talking about his wife's Does like i don't like, know what, the, what? yeah this i was not there for that yeah <laughs> <laughs> this is just for him what'd yeah. you say honey he's like nothing
2: then he dashes upstairs <laughs> but he walks upstairs the next morning Billy wakes up next to Heidi, but he only sees her blonde hair poking out from under the covers. He calls out to her and asks if she's awake. He leans close, asking if she tried it. And when he pulls the covers down, we see her shrunken, emaciated, bloody and dead. He surmises, yep, you tried it. Inexplicably, he leans in and kisses her dead lips. He muses strawberry pie. Mm, and licks his lips you're probably gonna die now yeah <laughs> like wouldn't you think
0: yeah I, I didn't understand that plus come on dude what are you doing yeah that's a lot yeah
2: wh- he says that he wouldn't want to eat too much for himself though it's diet food i gotta say though strawberry pie is not diet yeah. food. <laughs> <laughs> just because there's strawberries in <laughs> but he pulls on his robe and congratulates her on being a size six again maybe even a size four He heads downstairs happily, but the smile drops from his face when he sees Linda's coat, shoes and school books thrown onto a chair.
1: So I want to talk about Heidi's death real quick, Mm -hmm. because in the original cut of the film that they showed to the test audiences, it's a little more ambiguous after she eats the pie. okay, he sees her lying next to him and that's about where it's done. Oh, all right. But for some reason, the test audiences fucking hated Heidi. The- they what? they actually really really liked billy and Janelli, and so that's why Janelli lives <laughs> and that's why they did reshoots for i think a couple days on the paramount lot mm-hmm. because the rest of the film is filmed in maine so they got everyone back together just so we could get a gruesome death for heidi to satisfy this test audience what the fuck <laughs> i was like
2: really she I didn't I gotta yeah. no it's it's uh, she's the woman, and these boys are just having fun, and she's yelling at him about his diet and maybe fucking his friend. I mean, I don't know. yeah, <laughs> I Jesus just Christ. i uh, I can't help but feel some type of way about that that it's like, no, kill her, but these guys, it's yeah, like, yeah, I don't I don't like after
1: that. everything, Billy's done, I don't yeah. like that and, and said and
2: that's the thing. Not only are you saying kill her, you're saying, no, Billy should kill her. yeah, like it's like, what are y'all watching a different movie? It's very weird. It yeah. is very weird. Billy's pretty fucking despicable. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And he was mean to her, too.
1: Now he's he making it out with corpses and shit? Like, yeah. Mm.
2: That's what y'all wanted? Yeah. Like, Billy, <laughs> Billy. It's like, hey, you guys need that. What <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> but Billy goes into the kitchen and fear takes over his face when he sees two dirty plates and forks in the sink, smeared with strawberry pie. He takes the pie out to see that two slices have been eaten. Linda comes in and rushes to him, giving him a big hug. She tells him that he's thin, but she's glad to see him anyway. She apologizes for not staying with her friend, but says that she needed to talk to her mom before she saw him. Things haven't been great between the two of them because of what he's been going through. So she came back when he went to bed and they were able to talk and work everything out. Then she had a piece of his pie for breakfast. She insists that it was delicious and things are cool again between her and her mom. She says she's got to go now to play soccer, but she takes one more big piece of strawberry from the pie with her finger and eats it. She kisses her dad, telling him that she loves him as she runs out.
1: She'll be fine, right? Because the mother was like immediately...
2: She just ate it this morning.
1: I thought they had a conversation over pie together.
2: No, she said they had a conversation and then she had a piece of pie for breakfast.
1: Oh, she'll be dead Because soon. I
2: was, yeah, she she's not long for this world. No. Because I was thinking the same thing. I was like, well, why is Heidi dead and she's fine? She said this morning. Oh, okay. She had it for breakfast. And Heidi had all night. So we don't know how many hours it took her to turn into that.
1: Okay.
0: Because I was going to say he said fast.
1: Yeah. yeah. So. Well, I so. Mean, hours is fast. She's going to be playing soccer with her friend and just going to drop dead. That's yeah. frightening. What not
2: just fuck? not just drop dead. Oh yeah, a oh, fucking yeah. waste yeah. away. That's true.
1: Also, don't your soccer ball finger shouldn't be in that.
2: No. no, it's
1: been on the ground at least once. Gross. I will say though, again with the changing of test audiences. Yeah, because her death was supposed to be shown as well what? in some capacity. Yeah, but I think that they said that it was too much, and so they left her death a little more ambiguous.
0: Okay, I don't... Yeah. You don't even need to have her eating the pie.
2: Well, I, I think that you do, because it... Billy needs... It's like, that's what you get. I. It I, sucks for her. I, it's I not guess. fair, but I feel like, he, Billy, he's got to that you can't keep getting away with it. (laughs) Like, I don't know. Something needs to make you realize what a fucking horrible thing, horrible, I don't know.
1: Horrible thing you You are.
2: I'm tired. (laughs) But you know what I mean? I think that it makes for a good story. It's not fair to Linda. It's not okay. It's not any of that. But it is a gut punch of an ending. It is. And in the book, that was it. Uh, Billy feeds it to his wife, Mm -hmm. comes downstairs and realizes that they've both eaten it. And he's like, "This was all my fault." And he sits down to finish the pie himself.
1: Yeah, I like that ending a lot more than what we get.
2: Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. That made me think of uh, Sydney when she's like, "I like that ending." the
1: You're still here, <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> but as soon as she's gone, Billy crumbles into tears. He looks over at the pie as eerie music begins to play. He takes a forkful and just as he raises it to his lips, the doorbell rings when he opens the door. It's Mike. Mike is visibly surprised that Billy is home with a laugh. Billy tells him that it's a bit early for a house call mike laughs nervously saying it's not what it looks like heidi's been upset and he was just stopping by to see how she was doing he's literally stuttering yeah and so that's why i was like last night i really believed heidi but the way that you're acting maybe he's just trying as i said to get in there Yeah, but (laughs) you're acting guilty as fuck
0: he is and i i again my thing is just that why is he this comfortable
2: yeah it's first thing in the morning dude
1: well he's been over here every day yeah that's true
2: he's like i goddamn live yeah (laughs) (laughs) but billy tells him not to sweat it he might have even done the same thing if he was in his shoes because he was acting like a jerk he insists that he's fine now. He's even put a little weight back on. He was just about to dig into this here breakfast pie. The term <laughs> breakfast pie <Yeah. laughs> is not an Did egg it? in sight. Yeah, I- <laughs> no shit. I There's not the breakfast about that. didn't <laughs>
1: get it at all. Just because you're eating it at this time. Yeah. <laughs> he's like,
2: I know it's diet food. But- <laughs> He invites Mike to join him. Mike refuses, saying that he couldn't, but Billy insists. He tells him ominously that he's already settled everything with Heidi. Now it's his turn. I would run. Yeah. you lit-
1: It's my turn? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Come on.
2: I would run. He says that it's delicious. Mike asks him if he's sure he's not intruding, and Billy tells him that he's positive. Mike heads inside, and Billy stands in the doorway. Mm. With a smirk... <laughs> why are you groaning
1: why am i groaning yeah <laughs> what's what's next
2: with the smirk he says white doctor from town he closes the door and the credits roll
1: mike wasn't involved at all
2: he wasn't to yeah to even say
1: these things that's why i said no. he just enjoys saying it but now. he was out yeah. of
2: pocket he was fucking disrespectful
1: he was but isn't it weird how quickly billy got over his daughter eating the pie <laughs> i know yeah <laughs> that's yeah. what
2: i was about to <laughs> is this ending i get where it's like i guess you know whatever the revenge or whatever right a we've never confirmed that this was actually happening mm-hmm. b it really it really really does make you like him even less because yeah. he's like well linda but this one i don't yeah. like you. you know what i mean <laughs> yeah you should be fucking devastated broken not only is this about to happen to your daughter but it's about to happen to your daughter because of you yeah yeah mm-hmm. But he's like, oh, why? doctor. But like, <laughs> you're too playful.
1: Yeah. You're yes. being too playful. And then it ends like the credits. It's like, come on, dude. That's not cool <laughs> enough to go out on. It's not. It just isn't.
2: But I have to ask. So what did you guys think of Thinner?
0: So this was a, 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 a wild movie, huh? It was a, a little bit. Yeah, it. Some stuff happened. Um, <laughs> to say the least. So is this a revenge story or is this? I don't.
1: Well, we don't root for anyone, so
0: that's um, what I
2: don't understand. I mean, yeah. I, I root for the family for a while, yeah, that's and true. then they make them out. I mean, it's just it's very weird. I, <laughs> it's very muddy. I,
0: I think that's the thing that I'm having a little more problem now with, as we discussed. It was realizing that nobody in this movie, yeah, I don't even want to say good, but seems kind of a
2: decent i guess after a point yeah but i think i think you're right though that it is definitely about revenge i mean it's the Limkey's revenge against billy and then yeah. billy's weird ass revenge made against up Heidi. Revenge? Yeah. yeah i
1: don't well you know honestly the limke revenge is fulfilled yeah because he knew that billy would be selfish enough to not eat the pie himself yeah, yeah. and he probably knew that this was eventually what was going to happen and he probably like, yeah. did he played the long game and he won mm-hmm. no yeah
0: um i it wasn't as bad as like you said to you earlier as remembering it from before mm-hmm. um but it also i mean it, it i i'm not gonna say i wouldn't watch the movie again i probably would but it, it, it would it be my first or second choice probably not but,
2: you don't have to say second.
0: Well, I'm <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, I'm just keeping it real. Yeah. It's not. It's being honest. It, yeah, it wouldn't be my first or second. But I mean, <laughs> I I would if you were like, hey, throw on thinner. Sure, that's. I mean, that's fine. If that's what you want to watch, really, sure. then Yeah, <laughs> let's watch it. Um, but it 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 is. I think it's just a little. Dare I even say too silly in some the way they do things to where it's like I don't know if I even what the fuck is happening or what? And I, okay. Then maybe not silly as, as far are not so much silly as just confusing. So to where things that they aren't, you know, you shouldn't be like, <laughs> you are kind of like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, I know you said you didn't like the gun thing when you went in there. I thought that was fucking, I was like, okay, I bought more <laughs> into that. I was like, all right, mobs here. Now you fucked up. like All right. That's <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it is a confusing movie. I know we don't always need, a good and bad or whatever but it it does after a while kind of make everybody seem like you can't root for somebody because after like i said after a certain point everybody's just an asshole or a bad guy and then it's like okay what am i supposed to do so you do only root for fucking what'd you say ricky the hammer richie, richie ever <laughs> that's all you that is just
2: like yeah it's like all right but then I'll after th- a certain point it's like all right man that's no, enough. yeah yeah calm down yeah. dude yeah
1: when he kidnaps it's like yes. jesus yes. christ yeah, dude now you, <laughs> it wasn't enough to murder her husband last yeah, night yeah last night <laughs> you're taking
2: it too far
0: oh it, the dogs he shouldn't have done that yeah it was like <laughs> no dude Go bother those people. Don't bother the dogs. Leave them alone. <laughs> but wild. I mean it it is it is a uh it is a confusing movie cuz everyone in the movie is you know what I mean I read, like I said cuz the 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 fair with the, uh, the Romanian people and every that, that was fun. Everybody was getting along and they were doing whatever. Then you got these dickheads. They're fucking. Oh, you just racist. Mad. Yeah, saying racist shit and whatever. And it's like, dude, fuck you. Mm-hmm. But then after you meet, dude, he's like, oh no, dude was an asshole and he probably killed my wife and yeah. told me. was It's like what? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> and then he is just no. I'm not gonna fuck you. I'm not gonna take out the curse. Okay, dude. But like, he really and I Billy is a piece of shit. Yes. He did fall to his knees and was seemed sincere at least be like, look, dude, you're going to have to suffer till whatever. Then I'll take it off or what, something. But you also, this dude, just be like, never. No, then you're unreasonable.
1: But you- I, I, I think my thing is that Billy never fucking really apologized. No, he, I mean, no, he didn't. No, not, if, if if he would have dropped to his knees and he would have said, I'm sorry for killing your daughter instead of being like, please just take it off. Okay,
0: up. but even that. <laughs> take the damn curse <laughs> But even that,
2: he didn't murder her. It he was did, an accident. Though. No, but she he, didn't. It he, was an accident. He didn't murder her, but it was manslaughter and it, she did die. Okay, okay, but
0: but it, he's not a murderer. He didn't hold, shoot her. He
1: didn't. No, but wait, he, he didn't kill her as if like, a plan like first degree murder right but he did set in motion an entire conspiracy to make sure he never got no no, no it's that no, part no, no, no. that's I, the problem and i
2: agree it, it I was agree. an accident
0: yes it but was an the accident the way they continue to portray it is no you came
2: and murdered my daughter no you didn't well he said no, you didn't he said you murdered my daughter and y'all made sure that nothing happened to you now something's okay happening so only to half of that is true he didn't murder no, your yeah. daughter. he didn't <laughs> well he caused her death No.
0: Okay. I'll accept that. Yeah. But again, you can't continue to sit here and be like, you're a fucking murderer. He didn't do it on purpose. I get it was an accident. I do. Yes. Something very, very bad happened and what was going on. You guys were irresponsible and somebody lost their lives because of it. But to continue to sit there and be like, no, I'm going to fucking curse you to it. Dude, he's, and he did fall on his knees and say he was sorry. And then he got shot. Eventually. In the yeah, eventually.
1: <laughs> but, eventually. But it was it was uh, the apology was less so that important. You take it off. Exactly. Yeah,
0: yeah I, no, okay, I'll give you that.
2: I, what yeah. I will say though is from his point of view, Lemke's point of view, yes. the way that they have been treated in this town. Oh, no, yeah. Maybe it wouldn't be out of the norm for him to see her and just run her over. And then they all covered it up. I mean, they were treated horribly they were so i mean i get did that is that what happened was billy like oh i'm gonna get this bitch yeah no he wasn't but could that be the perception yeah the people in that town were fucking racist they, and then no, yeah his daughter was killed and they did swiftly cover it up
0: no they so i mean again yes
2: like that's 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 wild it is so i mean if you did think that it's like okay uh that's not what happened but i can see where you got that from no yeah and i'll agree with that but again
0: like i said for me it's just confusing the whole thing yeah the whole time i'm just like okay i don't know who am i supposed to whatever for here i'm like i don't get it and again yes before we were with the family but then when we meet dude over there in the story, that detailed, it, yeah. all that makes me think is, oh no, you guys are just assholes like these dudes. What the fuck happened here? What, what kind of, what,
2: what happened to the story now?
1: I didn't like the addition of that guy at all.
2: Well, cause yeah. we have no context. No, that- he wasn't even like, no, all I did was kill his daughter or whatever. <laughs> like, yeah. We have no context. Yeah. You only get his side of the story where again, Limke is, painted as a a monster a villain right so i mean i don't
1: because if if billy were to tell his story he would just talk about the curse yeah my my wife ran over (laughs) (laughs) and then now i'm me i'm (laughs) I'm thinner
0: but we know now why you're being punished because of what y'all did (laughs) we don't get we don't get that from dude we just get the story he tells then it paints them in a bad picture so it's like, dude, can we get a little more something so that I can give a shit about these characters more? Because I want to know more. Yeah. But it just feels like after some time, it's just no. And add this, okay? Let's do that, okay? It's, it's like, man, I don't know. What am I watching? Who? What am I supposed to be taking away from this? Because all I'm getting is that all you guys hate each other. That's it. Everybody just hates each other. Mm-hmm. That, like, and you made a very good point. Uh, a good point, T there's no way that if ari ate some pie i knew was gonna kill her that i would come and then when your sisters maybe sancho sancho shows up i'm gonna be like oh it's okay come have <laughs> pie with me <laughs> and wipe my saw. tear away
2: i was gonna say yeah, yeah, saw wipe, no the tear. yeah and wipe my tear away <laughs> yeah, but it's important. you know what i mean but that's what the fuck yeah he got over it real quick he yeah did. what
1: it was to sell an ending that didn't work yeah. no at all I, You know, the movie is a lot of fun just to watch. It is. I feel like there are some tonal inconsistencies and a lot of confusion yeah. regarding what the real purpose of this film is. <laughs> 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 to me, it works a lot better if the limkeys are blameless. Yes. Oh, Absolutely. yeah. And this is literally just Billy's fuck up that he did not own up to, mm-hmm. and this is his consequence yes that is a much better thing to me oh
0: no yeah definitely
1: and so that whole inclusion with the guy at the bar was just a misstep for me mm-hmm. and then the entire third act where it's richie the hammer <laughs> the, <fucking laughs> the back, spin-off? Yeah, yeah and i <laughs> it's called the backdoor pilot is what they do okay, okay. for the thing not a ghost pilot
3: <laughs> <laughs> i like that better. Yeah, that's a, that's a spirit that buys a plane
1: that's spirit airlines <laughs> um but uh yeah i don't know i mean i did have fun yeah and it was fun to talk about, and it's one of those movies that I have that nostalgia for that if it's on, I will watch it, yeah, it's one of those background movies, okay, yeah, that you know it enough to just enjoy as it's on mm-hmm. um, but I mean, I don't know, there's just a lot that I just didn't really ap- appreciate, yeah, and a lot of character shifts, mm-hmm. yeah, in very odd ways, his hatred of Heidi, yeah, is <laughs> not only is it. The excessive. (laughs) It's unwarranted. Yeah. Because he has no no proof of anything. Yeah. And she's literally, if you look at it, really just trying to help him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But he's like, I'm going to, you know, I know exactly who I'm going to feed this murder pie to. Yeah. And it's my (laughs) wife. Yes. It's not the lawyer dude that's been making fun of you the entire film. Yeah. It's your wife. Like, Jesus.
2: Yeah. That's pretty wild. And I think that the, like, the kind of dangling carrot of the cheating was just to make people be like yeah she deserves yeah. it you know? yeah where it's like no let's see Billy for what he is he's a piece of shit yeah mm-hmm. you know um no i uh all that um and there's you know a lot of there there's racism mm-hmm. there's some um, a little dash of misogyny there's uh fat phobia yeah um but i think that all of those could be used to add some really important commentary to this i don't know again like i said earlier if that's if that was the um intention uh-huh. but i think that it does start some conversations in that in those arenas and i feel like um that's always important and you know whatever media film tv whatever you're consuming. But uh, I still like this with with all with all of the laughing that we've done, all of the, you know, everything aside, (laughs) I'm malfunctioning. Um, I still I still like this movie. I will watch it again when it's Halloween and they're doing those Stephen King marathons. I'm gonna be like, what time does Thinner come on? Um, I still like this. And. It again was so shocking to me when I found out that there are people that don't that there are, that most <laughs> that most people don't that's astonishing. Yeah. Um again this isn't like my top 10 favorite movie or anything but I am entertained when I watch it. I do have pretty heavy nostalgia for it. Um and I just uh the only thing is I wish I I, I it would have been nice to get what was intended instead of what was kind of forced mm-hmm. if that makes sense mm-hmm. but i think we can go into ratings um i'm not gonna lie i have no idea what you guys have brought to the table <laughs> i uh, i really have have no idea um again there are some problems there are some tonal issues there's the whole back half that kind of feels like you uh, fell asleep and woke up and you're watching a different movie now. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's got its it's got its stuff. It OK. Does. I'm not going to sit here and say that thinner is the perfect movie. What I am going to say is that it does not deserve the hate that it gets. <laughs> and the effects do not deserve the hate that they get.
1: No, no. no. And
2: none of it deserves the hate that it gets. I think that <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're getting us to yeah, And, <laughs> and, not so and much.
2: that It's a great movie. uh hello no um it's a lot of fun it is i feel like again there's a lot of conversations to be had that are brought up within this film and i think that maybe an, an issue that i have with it is it's okay for billy to be a piece of shit yeah that's okay um, you don't need to try to... But his wife was cheating, though. Yeah. That's why it's okay that he fucking brutally murdered her.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, really? <laughs> that you, do, you don't need to do all that. This can really be an exercise in taking a step back and being like, yeah, this was an accident. He didn't mean to do it, but accidents happen every day and horrible things happen, and accountability still needs to be taken, yes. even if you did not set out to do what happened it still happened and you st- accountability still needs to be taken mm-hmm. there's this um messaging of uh the privilege that these people have that i did this horrible thing and if it was a if it was bob down the street he could be in prison right now but me Friends with the judge, we play golf. Like, it's like there's this really that's disgusting, but you still want to make it like Billy's like, No, man, he's he's trying, like, it was an accident. No, yeah. he's awful. And then yeah. he hires <laughs> Nelly and he's
1: like, You're not gonna hurt
2: these yeah. people, are you? Yeah. <laughs>
1: like, What
2: you well, know who Nelly is. Yeah, I was gonna and again, I know I said it earlier, you're the reason he's still out here and he's able to do this. He murdered Gabe, yeah, he killed him well technically well he set him up again (laughs) manslaughter whatever um but you know it's just it's it's wild and i feel like the more that we kind of pull apart the layers the more that it's like wait a minute so i'm gonna stop pulling yeah um (laughs) because i do like this movie um so on a scale from one to ten problematic poisoned pies Hmm. i am going to give thinner seven out of ten problematic poisoned pies I like this movie. Um, I was a little worried because I've defended it so much over these years of us having the show (laughs) that it was not going to hold up for me, but it mostly did. I still like it and I will still be watching it and I will now open up the floor to you.
0: I I agree with you and I I feel like that watching the movie, just watching it way better than picking it apart because looking at everything (laughs) you do Mm -hmm. you're sitting there analyzing everything and it's like well that didn't work oh that doesn't make sense oh that's confusing what do you you know what i mean and i know that's our job but it does like the movie i don't love it as much as you do babe but i know that it's it's not that bad it's really not um but you like you said the more we pick we pull the layers okay yeah so let's stop
2: doing that right now (laughs) right before you guys give your numbers
0: (laughs) but it it is a fun watch it is a we had fun talking about it uh there's and i i think you're right it's just the back half that changes everything because i like your idea t where the family is just innocent they're just running this carnival they're just doing this fair That's what they do. That's their job. They're bringing happiness to these communities and going wherever they're going, and you guys, your racist piece of shit. You get what's coming to you. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But the introduction of that dude and making them seem bad as well, and everybody's just a bunch of bad fuckers, and it's like, dude, I don't understand why you did that. And then the thing, too, like you said about the affair, if you really do take that out is just... I mean, what the, f- Billy's just, he, I mean, he has trash, but he he's has, bigger
2: trash. Mm-hmm. I think that's, that's what bothered me was uh, we got to make them bad too. We got to yeah, make Heidi bad I too. It's understand. like, no, you don't, you no, don't have to yeah. do that. You can, Billy can just be bad. Yeah. <laughs> <Like, laughs> you yeah. don't need to do any of that. Uh, learning
0: about the test audience thing. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, maybe they just wanted the whole room to agree before they were like, I don't know. Um, that is weird. But I mean, it. it, If you've never seen the movie, give it give it a watch. You know what I mean. Watch it or read the book, and then watch the movie or watch the movie and then read the book, and get you know what I mean. Get your own opinion on uh what which one you think is better. Even if you like one more or the other, both of them, or none of them. Yeah. Um, I would say to watch the movie. You know what I mean. I would say to give it a watch. There is some problems. There's some things that that didn't still don't work. But I mean. It's Stephen King, right? Not Bachman anymore because... It was. It was. And now, now right it's now Stephen it's Stephen King. You yeah. took the mask off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but all that to say, on a scale from one to 10, problematic poisoned pies, mm-hmm. I'm going to give Thinner a six. I don't mind the movie, watching it as is, and just kind of like, oh yeah, ha, ha, you know, and whatever. Mm-hmm. But sitting there and... You know, I hate saying paying attention, but <laughs> <laughs> you really do. You sit there and you notice the little things that don't make sense, and it's like, okay, that really doesn't make sense. And, or like you said, with when uh, dude shows up and shoots up the place, and then throws dude. Oh, and it's like, you you know that wasn't him. Clearly, you know that wasn't him. It's it is weird because to them, they don't they can't tell what's happening. You should know that he's hiding there doing that. You should know that anything you should, y'all should know this.
2: You showed us that <laughs> at the beginning of the movie. Well, it's a good thing you already gave your number, to you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it's
1: fun. It's good. You're like, you know <laughs> what? No, <laughs> it's too late. You already said it. Uh, no, it is. It is fun. Uh, that's really what it has going for it. Most mm-hmm. sometimes it's fun in spite of itself. Yes. <laughs> um, most often, <laughs> uh, but I, I mean, I enjoy watching it when I do watch it, even if there are a lot of things to pick apart from it. Mm-hmm. I think my main issues is I want more horror because in the moments where they give us some visceral horror, it actually works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The moment with the chief.
2: Yeah. The moment. Or Lita. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The
1: judge's wife. That was probably one of the best scenes in the whole film. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Um, I want more stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want him smacking his ass on the golf course. Yeah.
2: I fucking knew you were going to that- <laughs> to bring that up one more time. I had to. <laughs> uh,
1: and in that way, I think it would be more consistent and a better watch. Mm-hmm. And I think I wanted more intent with the commentary. Yeah, because they're really pulling out a lot of threads here. Yeah. Without making a sweater. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and the ending good fucking Lord <laughs> the ending is wild dude yeah it is unbelievable and then he's kissing his the corpse yeah and that was too
2: much then he's
1: about to eat this pie for which is good yeah that should be the ending of the film yeah but then he's like white doctor from town mm-hmm. it's like who's that for were you speaking all- into the camera <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, but I mean that that is not to say you know on the positive side the makeup mm-hmm. I think the music was really good uh, some of the scenic shots of Maine. Yeah. Uh, you know, there, there's positives. Uh, but I just feel like this film could have been so much better with just some changes. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, and that's, that's really all I got, I think, (laughs) (laughs) but it is fun to watch and I will watch it again, but I will, uh, pick apart. Talk shit. Yeah. Yeah. Quite a bit of it. Um, and his, the whole thing with Heidi is just confusing to me. It is. It is. That audiences would be like, I can't believe they did this. To Billy,
2: yeah, <laughs> yes. like what you t- that's wild off, off mic when you came over today. You were like, I can't believe how much power Test audience, dude. Has. <laughs> I, d-
1: I don't get it, yeah. I do not understand at all. But for me, because there is a bit of nostalgia in it for me, and I do feel a little bit of goodness when I watch the film, mm-hmm. even if there is other feelings as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but for me, out of 10 problematic poison pies, I'm also gonna give thinner a six out of 10.
2: All right. That's higher than I was expecting from both of you. So I'll take it. It's not
0: bad, but I mean, I agree with you. I would rather that the family just been good. Like yeah. we don't we don't need to do all that adding dude to throw bullshit in there. Mm-hmm. Like that's
1: not <laughs> And I think in there is a fantastic revenge story. Yeah. Yeah. If you, you know, trim some of the fat <laughs> yeah. ah, okay
2: because he's thinner yeah, yeah. Right. That's it. <laughs> we can end it there <laughs> <laughs> well that's all from us at pod mortem what would you rate thinner and what should we watch next let us know on twitter at the pod mortem be sure to follow us on instagram at blood and smoke at juggalo daddy 84 and at travis be sure to follow us on Twitter at Blood and Smoke, at Roll Streeter 84, and at Travis MWH. Thank you again to Original Cinematic for sponsoring this week's episode. Please consider pledging to our Patreon and stay tuned until after the music for a special shout out to our Wendigo Getter patrons. And remember, we all pay for our deeds sooner or later. Refusal to take accountability tends to wear a bit thin. Until next time. Thank you for staying tuned for a special thank you to our Wendigo Getter patrons. Woo, yeah. yeah. Hey. All right. <laughs> very good, very good. A special thank you to Chris Ontiveros, Kristen Lofton, Megan Martinez, Kimberly Bass, Sophie Hodson, Anthony Jerome M., Jordan Nash, Kent Morton, Lala Thomas, Travis Anisa Hunter, Miguel Myers ATX, Jennifer Perez, Allison O'Neill, Carissa, TJ and Angie Bronson, Gabrielle Trevino, Spooky Mom, Applin Ontiveros, Karima Rhodes, Antonio Huerta, Kimberly Kleindienst, Will Brown, Sydney Smith, Osvaldo Soto, Bobby Holmes, Donna Eason, J.D. Rezac, Molly Gerhardt, Armand Spasto, Aaron Aguirre, Eggie, William Berry, Brittany Ramitar, Charity Oxner, Amanda Six, Mandy Rainwater, Jordan Roberts, Dylan, Melissa Sierra, Holly Bryan, Jordan Blevins, Liz Heath, Spencer Montalvo, Pancake the Panda, John Ramos, Michael Newding, Alexis Roberts, Dan Laveau, Itzy M, Gary Horton, Leisha Olivier, Kate Lamp, Carlos and Sydney, Jessica Hunter, Helena Rudder, Alan Johnston, Mariah, Livy Fun,
0: Mandy M, Scott Troutman-Wise, Mozzie Bear, Brittany G, Dave Burke, Adrian Stakes, Nick Spill, Emma Hagel-Kissinger, Valerie G., Emiliana, Brian Glass, CB, Taylor Santana, Will Lewison, Angelique, Smelly Poo Poo Head, Beth Bauer, Cookie, Esperanza J, Jason Kyle OKC, Joshua Rumley, Danielle Peralta, Brandon, Nicholas Carter, Sawyer Reese Farr, Dr. Diva Loves Horror, Girl That's Scary, Cassandra, Andrea Simmons, Ashley Higuera, William and Zena Rush, Ryan Brom, Megan Ochoa, Laura Lasseter, Natalie De Guzman, Eileen O, Marissa E, Sydney, Henry F, Megan M, Strangely Sarah, Christy Beck, Nancy and Andy, Amanda Lopez, Andy Terrell, Jason Hanovan, M L Tafoya, Abigail Spitzer, Katie K,
1: Erica Morin, Cameron S, Nicole Stewart, Tris Wynn, K.87, Mariah Jensen, Carrie A, Lonnie Lono, Powell, Kayla E. Maggie H. Fernando Dominguez. Murder Stina. No thanks, Tom Hanks. Kevin McGonigal. Kristen Marcy. Ori 81 Boriqua. Look Like That One Girl. Bog Boy. Montez ShamWow, Felnez 63. Alita Pui. Probably My Jugs. Kate Thackeray. Wade Pack. Charlie V. A Lizard. Bryant Watson. Luke Ashley. Jay Rich. Jen Lassiter. Topher Williams, Elena Mettler, Neil Chesin, Valerie Kay, Kim Sterling, Christy Lee Kruger, Professor of Humanities, Laura McCarriker, Naomi, Josh Smith, Autumn Green, Jess L, Itzel, Heather Santiano, Abby Cop, Crystal 831, Cassidy Carruthers, Skank Sinatra, Morgan Alexander, and Tony. Woo! yeah thank, thank you, you all, all. <laughs>
2: <laughs> thank you all so much we
1: all mean it yes <laughs> thank very you. much
2: and i gotta say we love you all beautiful people from discord oh wow all right yeah, you <laughs> and know, that's like, good enough to end on yeah okay <laughs> then let's do it until next time